Welcome to episode 11 of the Dimensional Cascade podcast. Uh, we're coming at you from Shoreline in Washington. Uh, with me here in the dungeon, I have Ricky, Tom, and I'm Aiden. And we are focused almost entirely on the second part of the Wood Elf review tonight. Um, we, the, I say almost entirely because A, there's pretty much no news except Games Workshop is going to continue to release 40k for another month, it seems. Yeah, they've got the Space Wolves coming out and they're going to keep I ignoring don't, us for I don't month. care. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> yeah, they had that new table that came out. Space cool, Wolves, is that the same as Space Marines? They probably? are, they're Space Marines with Wolves. Yeah. Um, anyway. I, uh, so not a whole lot of news. Um, we are uh, going to do another pit, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, but all the rest of the episode will be focused on the Wood Elf review. We're going to be covering uh, the rare section, which we um, didn't do last time. Characters, magic, um, magic items, and uh, some of the army builds and tactics that we think are, are useful. And we might even go into some of the questions that we got um, from listeners uh, after the after the previous episode. Yeah, it seems like a lot of those tuck in with the things we're going to be talking about anyway. So exactly, exactly. Get to them. Okay, so um, without further ado, let us go straight to the pit. The pit. The pit. The pit. The pit. Okay, so Ricky has taped out a, a pit that kind of resembles a blood bowl table to me. <laughs> so the Two easiest, zones. Yeah, easiest way to think flying. about it. Yeah, because um, in this week's pit, we have uh, Cetra returning after his glorious victory over Durthu. <laughs> and uh, challenging him this time around, we have Malagor, the Dark Omen. The beast man believe that Malagor is the doom of mankind personified. He is the winged fiend that will rise from the benighted forests and challenge the gods of man. He is the devil rendered in woodcut in ancient oh, tomes God. kept under lock and key, lest the terrible secrets within blast the sanity of any who read them. There we go. Yes, Malagor is in fact a billy goat. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Mm. Good job. Good so, uh, if you haven't checked out the photos on Ricky's Flickr account, um, he's done a great job of, of um, uh, painting up Malagor. Uh, you should ask him especially about how he does the bases because, you know, he puts so much work into it. <laughs> Pretty advanced. It's advanced techniques. It's advanced oh, techniques. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to devote um, a hobby hall section to it oh, sometime. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we, can do a, we can do a whole demonstration. <laughs> step by step. Yeah. A walk in the park Ricky, by Ricky. Walk in the park. <laughs> Ricky bending down to pick up a rock. <laughs> Okay, so um, we've had to outline the pit this time because for the first time we have a flyer in the pit. Mm. So whereas before everybody was kind of on rails and just moving towards each other, um, one of the key advantages of flyers is, of course, their maneuverability, and uh, we don't want to take that away from Malagor. Especially in this matchup that's, well, along with his magic, obviously, it's pretty much all he's got. If he gets into combat... With Cetra, we probably know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if there's going to be a, a charge, bloody, street, <laughs> bloody streak cleft on the ground where yeah. uh, Malagor used to be. For yeah. sure. So, okay, so I'll just go through Malagor's special rules um, and, uh, and his profile and so forth. So, yeah, as, as Tom alluded to, he, he's mostly a wizard, not really much of a combat character. 
Although compared to wizards from other races, the Beastmen wizards are a little are better. Yeah, he's weapon skill five, strength four, tough five, three wounds, and two attacks. So he's not terrible. Yeah. Um, but he's a level four wizard and can choose from the lore of the wild, which is the Beastmen's own lore. Uh, death, Shadow, or Beasts, and I'm pretty sure that Tom is going for... <laughs> death. Unsurprisingly. In a character-on-character character matchup, it's pretty much the only yep, choice. pretty much. Um, interestingly, though, Cetra has a bit of a ward against uh, a lot of the death stuff, right? He's got a... Oh, that's a good oh, question. Actually. Does he have a ward and magic resistance? I believe he do. Ooh. Yeah, he, he, I think he's got a three up, but let, uh, we'll check oh, that one. Yeah, he does have magic resistance, one special rule. And a, and and a four, four up board. board. So okay, so uh, he's going to be making a lot of saves then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so special rules from Allegor. He's got uh, Primal Fury, which is the Beastman's special rule around getting extra attacks. Rerolls. Rerolls, is it? Mm -hmm. Rerolls, okay. And then he can fly, which we said. He's got a cool pair of wings on the back of him. And then the other two special rules that he has, um, this one won't really apply. Something wicked this way comes, which means enemy units within six inches of him may not use um, their general's leadership unless he's actually in the unit. An unholy power, which may come into effect here, um, for every spell that he casts that's not dispelled, he gets a cumulative plus one on subsequent casting attempts. So basically the more that he casts, the better he gets and the fewer uh -huh. dice you have to use. That's pretty cool. And he only carries one magic item, so he's got um, he's got no ward save, it seems. <laughs> no, no save of any kind. He's got no save of any kind, okay. Um, so he's got this thing called the Icons of Vilification, um, which is when, some, when a friendly unit within six inches is making their Primal Fury test, they become frenzied on any roll of a double, as long as they have passed the test. So regular Primal Fury, you pass a leadership test um, to get uh, essentially hatred for that round of combat re-rolls to hit. But if you get if you roll a double one on that leadership test, you get frenzy as well. So he just makes it that any double rather than just the double one, you're going to get frenzy. I guess that also applies to him himself. I'm so. sure it'll apply to him. Yep. Not, I doubt it'll help him very much. But hey, well, three attacks is better than two. <laughs> it is. Um, okay, so he literally That's only has a, a hand weapon. Other than that, so. And uh, there's going to be a lot of combat avoidance, I'm guessing. For sure. Yeah. Right. So it's really it's going to be a classic question of can a highly maneuverable death wizard take down a combat character just by ducking and weaving and stinging with uh, death magic? Well, a, a fairly fast-moving combat character. Yeah, he is a fast yeah. combat character. All right. All right, so uh, we so. have Tom, um, our resident Beastman player, of course, must be rolling for Malagor. Yeah, and uh, Setra the Imperishable, and we went over his rules last time. Uh, he's on a chariot, it's flaming, it's going to hurt if he gets into combat. Yeah, well, he's a level one wizard of Nehekara. Yep. And, uh, I'll go ahead and roll for his spell now. Yeah. See what I, can do. I don't Does know this spell. Six. Singular. Oh, I six. got a magical vortex. So. Yeah! Do it! Um, ah. I'm going to go ahead and take a magical vortex. I just love vortexes. I love them on my goblins, so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one and I'll figure out how to use it later. Okay. So after, one, after uh, discovering about Cetra's um, magic resistance, a yeah. part of me is wondering if it's best to just take beasts and turn into a mountain chimera. <laughs> that, that might be better. Combat <laughs> That might be better. Ooh. Well, I mean, a three-up ward against death snipes, you could be running around a long time. Could take a long time, whereas the mountain chimera could finish things pretty quickly. 
Well, um, it's up to you. You might not roll it. It's a it's a risk. Mm, what, what strength and toughness is Cetra? Because two of the Death Snipes really um, good strength and toughness. He has strength six, tough five. Mm. Leadership ten. Yeah. He's not going to be hurt by death. Yeah, you're only well. leadership eight. We're going beasts. We're oh, going beasts. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I like it. All that talk about death wizards flying around you is just changed. I'm going to charge in and be a mountain Okay. Although, I wish I had another chimera model painted. One of the wild. That's true. We can get some. We That's can get fine. Some Don't worry about model. it. No, we, we can just I've got a dragon it. model. We can use that. We'll use Turn that. into a great fire dragon. That'll I be can easy. grab that brood horror over there. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So I'm going to roll on the law of uh, beasts. And yeah. hope that I roll the six or a double because otherwise I'm boned. Well, you got an 89% chance, my friend. I'd like to point out I just rolled a six. Well done, sir. Well yeah. Done. yeah. There's oh, the double. Two, three twos and a one. So he gets his spells. So Lock we're going to get Transformation of Kaidan, Amber Spear, please. Um, <laughs> savage Beast. Uh, we'll take Savage Beast and Pan's Impenetrable Pelt. How many How many, How many? many can you get? What is two? Two is Pan's? Two is Pan's Impenetrable Pelt. Okay, so you... Uh, yeah, I actually can't get You can only take them. two choices then. Yeah, so I'm going to get Pan's Impenetrable, Amber Spear, Transformation... And wild form. Okay, all right. Let's do it. That seems like a reasonable set. Okay, uh, let's roll for first. Right. Let's roll for first turn. Okay, here we go. Uh, six six is on both sides. <laughs> on five. Uh, uh, okay. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Let's get it going then. So my first turn movement phase. I'm going to move two inches <laughs> forward. Yes. Yeah, stay out of that charge range. Staying out of uh, charge range. And I'm going to roll for my magic phase. Winds of magic. I got a five, so three dice for Ricky and five for me. Going to try and channel. I do not. I'm going to channel two. I do not. So five dice. I'm going to just go ahead and cast the big casting of the Amber Spear. Oh. Boy, here it is. Uh, I don't know if I get it. It's, um, let's see. That's four, seven, thirteen... 14 plus 4 is 18. Goes off on a 15, so I'm good. Okay, I, I'm going to throw all three dice at it, see if I can set it high. Nope. Nope, I nope. don't. I only got a 12. Okay. So you've been hit by a strength 10 bolt. Ouch. Ouch. Let's try ouch, and ouch, wound ouch. you. Now, does this uh, randomize me? Oh, oh, I rolled a 1. How does it work first? We got it. Does it? Uh, it, it would actually randomize. It would randomize. It would randomize. Okay, so that hits the chariot. That hits the chariot. Okay. Then. So it hits okay. the chariot. Take the 1 as the hitting I'll the chariot. I'll take the 1 as the uh, randomizer. Hits the chariot. Wounds uh, the, the, the chariot. And does sure. D6. Uh, you would take your ward save first. Uh, does the chariot have the ward save? The chariot of the <clears> gods <throat> has an armor save of 4 up, but. The ward save is just Cetra. It's the brooch that's the ward yep. save? Okay. And, oh, wait. And the chariot of the gods has a 4 okay. ward. So, so yes, it does. Four, four. So he gets Does it have a 4 ward? Does it also have the magic Magic guys? resistance. Yeah, must oh, yeah. So yeah. 3 up. 3 up ward. Okay, here we go. Nailed it. Alright. He nailed it on 6. Jeez, that would have. That could have been, right. been nasty. That's my first turn over. We're 20 inches apart. 20, okay. 22. Um, 22. 22 that? inches apart. Let's see, what's my move? Played Eight, it safe. so you can't, you can't mm, charge I can't it. make it in, huh? And you're going to fly What kind of fool would get within that charge yeah, range? I think you want to kind of come over and, and get in a corner a little I bit. I think I'm yeah. going to. I'm going to probably move forward, um, you know, use one of my free pivots like that. 
then I'll use a free pivot like this. And I'm gonna try and that seems good because you don't want him to be able to fly over, which is 20 inches. Yeah, he, yeah, he can't do that right now. Yeah, so he that's can't great. get past me now. You <clears throat> can't What's get him in a blind side there. Yeah, so and, I think and, and remember, no moving backwards. No moving. Backwards. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can move. You can backwards. move backwards. Yeah. What's the closest distance there? Because it's probably the um, some other part of the model. It's not the because so Cetra's at an angle right now, so it's probably. Yeah, I think right, but I'm not measuring a charge range. I'm measuring oh, to try and well, get all into this about. little corner here to see if yeah, I can yeah, weasel, weasel my way out of being charged yeah. here. There's a lot of measuring and cut. All right, you you place your guy wherever you want him, and then I will go pull, into pull my back movement phase. Okay, let's see. I'm going to start here. <laughs> I'm going to go to here. There you go. That there, seems good. That, there, there's, that's good. All right. All right. And now I'm going to take a quick picture of this so people can see what I did. Okay. Yeah, Rick is getting up in the corner to try and not leave me any little blind spots to jump into with my fly move. Okay. So now you're about... Now let's do some magic. Uh, 20 inches away. So or maybe... Yeah, so you're still going to have a tough time charging. All right. I have a vortex. All right. I got eight uh, power dice. Tom gets four. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and channel. I do not. So I'm going to throw six dice at my big fat vortex. Tom, do you channel? Um, Tom drops his dice. I do channel. Oh, you get five dice. I'm going to go for the, the small casting. It's only a 15 up. Um, well, I'm going to... So what I'm going to do, it's only... It can only go... So it remains in play? It is. Oh. So what I can do with this is <clears> I'm going to try and use it to block one of my... Uh, one of the parts of the board that I don't want Tom to get into. That's a good idea. So I'm going to go What does this vortex do? Is it like a characteristic test of some description? Uh, any model under or passed over by the template suffers a single strength for a hit. Okay. Um, it's not really going to do a whole lot. But, you, know, it might, you, you can't move into the vortexes, so that's going to stop you from moving into that area. All right, so it looks like I got a 12, um, 16... Or a 19. I got a 19. I got a 19, too. <sighs> Unlucky, my okay. friend. All right, so it's your turn. What are you going to do, mister? Okay, what kind of distance have we got here? This is, this is horrible. It's a 21-inch. Mm. So I've got a 10-plus swift stride. I'm within range, but probably not. I don't think you want to charge. I you do, I do if I can turn you, directly you, into a mountain chimera. Oh, that's, um, that's ballsy. Do, mm. do it. No, I'm not. Better than getting charged. Well, but I mean, well, if, if Ricky parked somewhere where I was within a reasonable charge range, then I would definitely charge him. Just putting it out there. So, <laughs> right. Never trust a beast, man. Yeah. I, as, it, as it is, I'll as just move one half, one inch forward. Oh, oh you pansy. Oh, I moved forward, all right. That's offensive. I'm <laughs> on the offensive right now. Yes, yes your move was offensive. Yeah, that was very Oh, we oh, got 11, 11 magic dice. Magic yeah, so I got six. Oh, God. I'm going to try and channel because I actually could throw seven to dispel if I get it. Nope, oh. I do not. I'm going to try and channel. I didn't yeah. get it. Okay, so 11 dice. What do we want to do, my pretties? Um, first of all, we will do five dice at the big amber spear. Uh. Uh, that's a... Uh, uh, 13, 16, 17, 21. Okay. So it goes off. And your other spells are transformation. Transformation. Wild uh, form and pelt. Wild form and pelt. 
while the Fallen Pelt don't really do anything when yeah. I'm not in combat. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Have, well, this is the. This is one thing that can really kill. I, I think. Really just kill I think. Well, okay. Go. Go for it. You're in charge. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and keep from getting. I mean, even if I turn into a mountain chimera, he gets to dispel it in his mouth. So it remains in play. Right. So we got. Uh, you got how much there? Twenty-one. Jeez, oh, I'm not sure. I stopped it. Oh, I didn't. I only got a twenty. Oh, that's sorry. That's unfortunate. All right. Yep. Randomize who we hit. Oh, it's, you hit Cetra. It's the big boy. Does oh, it wound? Boy. Does wound. Ooh, boy. Three up board. Okay. Three up board. Yeah. Oh, oh, I nailed it. it. Okay. All, right. All, right. All right. And then with my last six dice, I'm going to turn my last to six. Mountain Chimera. Oh. All right. What is okay. that? Need a twenty-four. It needs a twenty. Twenty. So. Okay. Are you, uh, especially oh, when I'm irresistible oh. it. Alright, so I'm now... Well, and then you you got Amber Spear off, so you were plus one to cast that turn, too. Remember, it's oh, a right. special yeah. rule. Right. Yeah. But yeah. not that it matters. Not that it matters. Alright, so now you're a Chimera. A Mountain Chimera. And let's see what um, happens to you. Let's see what happens to me on the miscast table. Dimensional I Cascade get. for the win. Dimensional Cascade for the win. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to lose some wizard levels. Oh, wow. Power drain. My wizard level is reduced by D3. So by three. three. So I'm a level one. And, and I lost, uh, I've lost transformation. Which yeah. means it goes away, right? No. No. Oh. Remains in play? Yeah, I think so. If you've lost the spell, it's automatically just... I, ooh, I'm not sure about that. Let's say that it doesn't, because that'll be more fun. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like it that way. Okay, and now I'll just randomize between my other three. So the first other one I lose will be the third of the three I have left. Which is Spear. Which is uh, Amber Spear. And then... Um, pelt. The Pelt. So I just have Wild Form left. But I'm a mountain chimera. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Um, do I do anything else with this one? Do some dice? Or... Oh, I just can't attempt any more casting this phase. Okay, now you're a level one wizard. I'm a level one wizard, but I'm a mountain chimera, so suck it. All right. <laughs> All right, now, is this a plausible charge at my in range? If I uh, just sixes. about. Double sixes. Yeah, double six uh, Yeah, you need double sixes. Where is that going to put me? Well, he can't fly anymore, so just... Uh... <laughs> Just come no, Chimera can they fly. fly. Yeah. Chimera can fly. Yeah. Oh, of course they can. Um, and what am I thinking of? They can't. The uh, Hydra. Hydra. I know I won't get. Well, screw it. I'm taking the chance. I want double sixes. Come on. All right, he's going to charge. Charge. No. Nope. I so I go forward five inches. Stumble forward five. One, two, three, four, five. Now I need you to just get a really small magic phase and not dispel. All right, What's the uh, low casting cost 15. on transformation? Well, 15. No. Five dice. Well, maybe. Damn it, Ricky. Yeah, my vortex you isn't even worth it. Yeah, I would just throw the vortex. I mean, wouldn't it be more fun to fight <laughs> and fight a little crappy wizard? No. It actually would. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I throw the vortex, you can't move through it, so you wouldn't be able to charge me. I can move through it. I just have to take the hit. I don't think mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not allowed, allowed to, move, to vortexes. move through vortexes. You're not allowed to willingly move into them. Really? Uh, well, where have we got the little rule book? Well, he's, holding the, he's holding the rule book. I'm holding the rule book. I'll look <laughs> that up while you decide whether you want to do the sensible thing. I'm going to do or the very silly thing. I'm going to roll three dice oh. to cast the vortex, the small oh one on a 15. It's not very sensible. Nope, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, two dice. Looking for double sixes to stop the mountain chimera. 
Can't say I didn't try. Uh, oh, I don't get it all. Sweet. All right. Mountain climber time. Char- charging. I'm charging. What what distance am I looking at right now? Uh, 13, 14, maybe. 15. 15. 15 for the win. All right. So, so you just need to roll a five. I think you're gonna get oh, just about all the six. six. Okay. All right, so the mountain chimera is in combat. That's fine. I don't. I don't need my impact hits to win this. Yeah. Uh, what's the initiative of a mountain chimera? It's initiative five, so Cetra will get to go first. Think so. Five. Cetra is not initiative five. He's initiative three. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Huh, he's I, undead. They all yeah, in my mind he's like a vampire, kind of, yeah, yeah. so no. He's, he's a mummy. Like a vampire. Okay, so let's see how many attacks 3D6. Mountain Chimera. Uh, it'll be 4D6. 4D6. Plus one for Frenzy. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's 12, how did, 15, what? 16, 16 that's 17. 17 oh, I, I didn't realize the Mountain Chimera was so awesome. <laughs> I had no idea what you were doing with that vortex. <laughs> It's just gonna I thought wreck it was you. like a, I was like, oh, I thought yeah. it was like a Hydra. Yeah, I thought it was like the normal chimeras that fly over and just no, go boo. And... Random attacks, 4d6. <laughs> there you go. Can I even have more than 10 attacks? You can with random. random. Yeah, it can be. All right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> no. Should have stopped. Tom, the power player. Should have stopped. I'm gonna do nine and then the other eight. For 17 total. Uh, go for it. Okay, weapon skill? Weapon skill? <laughs> My weapon skill is 7. So oh, me sucky. too. What? You're 7 too? Yeah. Oh, I only got 3 hits out of the first bat. Right. Don't you get a re-roll of them? No, he's not. No. Okay. Mm. Alright, so only and 6. Then, you know what? What? There's this whole thing about... Oh, your Primal Fury. Yeah, points. your Primal Fury... When you turn into the mountain cave, you still got you use any weapons, but you keep any special rules. Yep, you still got I it. I just want to take it this turn because I forgot about it and I've already rolled all the dice. Okay. So I got six hits total. Yep. Out of all the dice. Okay, uh, toughness? Yep. That's seven dice. Uh, tough five. Uh, and strength seven, I'm afraid to say. I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. See, this is kind of always end up bouncing uh, around uh, the bottom tables. This is stuff like this. That's five. <laughs> Oh yeah, five, five wounds. Five wounds. I, they're all directed on set. Right? Four up ward. Four up. Five wounds, you said? Yeah. Four, five. Four up. Four up ward. Here we go. I'm going to get all of these. I would have thought. And then I'm going to punch them for you. Okay, well, I take two wounds. Okay. Three of them, nice. So I'm down to two. Punch him in the face. Now I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> all three faces? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty scared. Pretty scared. Uh, I have only toughness. I have a million. Eight. I have five seven. attacks. Yeah. God, this guy's a beast. And your weapon skill seven as well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Um. All right. So I hit you. Hit you four, four times. times. Yeah. I am strength six. What's your tough? Uh, seven. That would be seven. Yeah. Fives. Why the hell did I? <laughs> Wait, doesn't have did you not know? The I did not know the mountain chimera. Oh my god. I don't think no I've ever words. had somebody use this on me. I got two ones and two fours, no fives, so I do not hurt you. Mm. Horses for the win! Do it! I have four horses. Of the apocalypse. Um, I only hit with one. Oh, well, actually I would have hit with two because yeah. they use the weapon skill, etc., right? Yep. And then I still don't. Okay. Mm. 
That's unfortunate. All right. All so right, over to my turn. Hang on. You did... Uh, <coughs> that was your turn? Uh, you did no, that was my two turn, wounds, yeah. but you're unbreakable and unstable. Unstable, yeah. So you lose... I think I am unstable. Yeah. I think well, so. I will, my will be done. Uh, yeah, all on. You're all now kind of dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So do you lose another two wounds? If so, I, I'm dead. Do they randomize, or is it... Uh, I think I just die. Because unstable, you kill the whole unit first before moving on to the chariot, before starting to lose So would it be two characters. on the chariot? I would guess two on the chariot. That makes more sense. And it keeps the fight going. Okay. It keeps the fight going. We'll All right, just say so it's we'll right. put two on the chariot then. Yeah. If, we're, if we're wrong, people can bash us online. Sure. Yeah. All right, Satra, do you think maybe this round you might want to dispel yeah, the I think I, I think I was a fool. <laughs> Listen to Tom. You, before, we, before we dispel the mountain chimera, do you just, I just want to point out that even if you had done a couple wounds on me then, it would have just been a couple out of my ten wounds that I have. What? Why? <laughs> but when, Why you dispel it, when you dispel it, uh, all the wounds stay on. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Oh, I'm not. I don't have any wounds on me right yeah, now. But yeah, but seven flyer. It's ridiculous. Actually, I have poison attacks as well, which I didn't even, take into account. Why do people even try and take the? Uh, does it have a breath weapon? Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. But oh yeah, I'm gonna do my breath weapon. No, 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 you're not. Too late. We have to wait till next round. The greater, the greater fire dragon has a strength five breath weapon. Yeah, but that's the only advantage. Yeah, I really. I mean, it's tougher as well. It's it tough eight. Tough. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So that's why people take the dragon. Sometimes okay. yeah. most people take the chimera. This will just blends through infantry yeah. and everything. Pretty much. Because it's under breath weapon. So I'm just down. Yeah. Go. Okay. All right. Magic. Magic. What do we get? We five have attacks. five, you have four. Do you want to try that vortex? I'm going to try and uh, you can just shut up. <laughs> I do not channel. I do take all oh, five dice. I'm probably not going to get this. I do I need it, a 15. It. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. Oh, Thank oh, God. Okay, the mountain chimera is gone. And it's replaced with the mountain goat. Crappy little. Put the mountain. All right. What just happened? I forgot. <laughs> I felt so awesome. Oh, yeah, if you had miscast, you probably would have had this one. So. Yeah. I don't right. feel so bad now. All right. All right. Smack him in the face. All right, I'm going to smack you. No, he's got higher initiative, right? Uh, probably. He's a initiative four. Yeah, initiative four. I'm going to take my primal fury test. Okay. Um, which I pass on an eight. Um, so... Two attacks, two down yeah. from seventeen to two. This does not feel good. Yeah, uh, one hit and a reroll for just one hit total. Strength four now. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How does that feel, Mister? Feels bad. All right. All right. I was going to remind you to take your fear test just then, but you didn't hit him anyway, so it doesn't matter. matter. Uh, Alright, you're hitting on threes. So I'm gonna take those three hits. Three hits from Cetra. Oh, I'll take those three three wounds. Mm, That'll do it. Goodbye. It was beautiful while it lasted. (laughs) It was. was That was pretty pretty scary. Oh no, Mount Chimera's not that big. (laughs) Go for that uh, strength for Vortex instead. That sounds pretty scary. (laughs) The the lesson here, folks, is never trust an Englishman. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Alright, well, so there you have it. Setra uh, actually won. I'm surprised. Yeah, Setra got it. Well, so here's the thing. He won if we played the rules right for Unstable. 
Yeah. Otherwise, he lost. So it's interesting. We'll we'll, we'll need to figure that one Maybe out. Maybe I know for vampires taking the like you always take the wounds off the unit first before any go on to the vampire and yeah. that. I'll look up the special rules for Jim right. Keynes right now and see how that works. Anyway, it was it was a lot more fun than just flying around for six yes. full turns of zapping with death magic. Yes, that would have been pretty dull. Yeah, you hardly ever get to do that in a battle. It's so much fun. All right, cool. So we, while Ricky is looking up the rules, um, we'll wrap up this segment and we will get uh, ready to rumble with our what up for Reign Supreme. His will be done. The art of war. All right, what up for view part two? We're kicking off with a discussion of the rare units. All right, there's a lot of good stuff in rare. Actually, it's all good, but there's not a lot of it, I guess, is probably a more accurate. Um, right. It's a pretty, pretty yeah. concise section of the book. And so um, what you'll probably find as you build out uh, your army is that you're going to run out of rare points pretty quickly. Yeah, I would imagine most lists will just max that out for various reasons. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. Okay. It's kind of a shame in a way that they're not a little bit some of these are not spread out into special too because then you could make some nicer combinations I think I think well you know the there's a lot in special that's true you know yes. there's a lot of good stuff in All right, special there's a lot of good stuff and in this book it's a good book <laughs> the three know. things that are in rare are really powerful for what they do sure so I, I feel like having them slightly limited is probably a good thing it's true yeah. 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 just play 3,000 points then it's fine yeah <laughs> like my army of just way watchers and tree men okay. <laughs> oh, alright so let's get into them yeah so the three entries are way watchers great eagles and tree men um, we'll start with uh, in the book order so way watchers are coming up first here uh, always, always love the Way Watchers. The fluff mm -hmm. behind them is that they are, you know, kind of the the advance scouts, the guys who go out for you know ages at a time and and are kind of not really very sociable mm -hmm. and spend all of their time, you know, guarding the uh, the the ways, obviously shooting beastmen in the face. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> um, and so, like these guys first appeared um, actually back when. Back when they first started doing individual army books, as opposed to doing like uh, Warhammer armies and, and so forth, um, they appeared in that in that edition of the book, um, and that was that was their first appearance, like mid '90s or something around there. And I thought these this, these guys are so cool. That's what got me into Wood Elves was the kind of the idea behind mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, they take like what what you think of as a Wood Elf, kind of just solitary prowling the woods kind of thing, and just like. Take it to the nth degree. Yeah, they, yeah. they just do it even more than the regular Wood Elf. They're super sneaky, super good at hiding. Yeah, exactly. So, um, profile on these guys um, it's a standard elf profile, except they've got um, ballistic skill five. Uh, and they come with two hand weapons, which means they're no slouch in, in combat. But, um, of course, they've got no armor. So, if they don't kill what they're, what they're fighting against, the chances are they're going to be killed. Um, and they come with the Azrai Longbow, which we covered in the last episode. Um, special rules on them. They've got ASF, like all the other elves, and Forest Stalker. Um, they have Scouts and Skirmishers special rules. Um, so you can deploy them after all the regular deployment. And pretty much uh, in in close range of, of anything you want to shoot at, if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling daring. But, um, but the real... Um, absolute golden special rule that they have is this hawk-eyed archer rule. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so what does it do? It basically means you, ha you take two different types of shots. Instead of making a normal shot, in fact, um, you, you're not able to make a normal shot. You have only, you have only two options. Mm -hmm. uh, one is you take a multi-shot two, which is the fast shot. And I'm always reminded of, and, and I don't know if either of you guys would have seen it, Tom, because you're probably too young, or Ricky, because you were raised in America. But there was this great British movie made in the early 80s called Hawk the Slayer. You ever see it? No, nope. I didn't ever see it. Uh, I didn't think so. So Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> a movie night coming up. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's cheesy. Like it's cheesy as anything. It's basically like D and D the movie, um, where where you know you got this guy called Hawk the Slayer, and he's the obvious fighter, and then and then but one of the guys that he recruits is the elf, and he has this um, his special ability is he just keeps pulling arrows out of his quiver and shooting them so super fast, and I, I'm just every time I see the fast shot, I'm like it's Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> I always I always envisioned them as. Uh... Legolas, where he puts two, two, two yeah, arrows on a bowstring yeah. at once and, and then just it. have them shoot off at like slightly yeah. different angles. Yeah. Yeah. Just kills two, two things at once. That's what nice. I feel like when he does when they yeah, do yeah. Robin Hood men in tights, yeah. so he has like six, <laughs> six on the <laughs> Actually, uh, and this is a complete tangent, my favorite bow shooting scene ever is from Hot Shots Part 2, mm -hmm, where he picks up the chicken. I almost wet myself laughing. Okay, that'll be my mental that. image of way watches. <laughs> <laughs> Rubber chicken. There you go. <laughs> There's a conversion opportunity for somebody. <laughs> um, and, then, and then what really puts the fear into people, I think, is the other option, which is the aimed shot. Mm -hmm. and, and aimed shots... Um, quite simply, they just ignore armor saves. So right away, you can deal with one of the biggest problems that Wood Elves have always struggled with, which is one-up armor saves, two-up mm -hmm. armor saves, um, just by taking away watchers. So thoughts um, on these guys? I mean, no armor saves is obviously awesome, but when you think about the shot and the type of thing you're going to be shooting out, it gets even more awesome because, you know, these it's still only strength-free shooting, but like you said, the thing you have a trouble with is the one-up armor saves, and they're often on, you know, knights who mm -hmm. like elf knights or well, elves have a two-up, but empire knights, Bretonians uh, are two-up as well. Other characters. But those are knights are often toughness three. Yeah, so a lot of T three. Their, their only line of defense against ballistic school shooting is normally their armor, and now yeah. you've just gotten rid of that. Yeah, so for sure. It's, yeah. yeah, really nice. Yeah, and. You know, even in the in the the other thing that I think they're really good at is shooting chariots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, chariots usually got like a three up or four up armor safe on the lighter ones, but they've got a reason. Like their toughness is usually, uh, well, it's anywhere between four and six, depending. Yeah, on, on the and chariot. for those tougher ones, the five or six, I think you you end up being better off with the um, the multi -shot. poisoned oh, the poison poisoned arrows stuff. Yeah, just yeah, on yeah. some just some regular sure. blade guard. High, high tough <clears> is obviously absolutely the, right. the poison, but. But then you have the the ultimate anti combo, um, which is the high tough and one up armor yeah, save, right? Sure. Um, like you get on the demon prince, or yeah. you know some character models, um, right? And so, and that becomes. I, I guess we'll talk a bit about playing against wood elves later, but that becomes something that becomes a really attractive choice against wood elves. The things that have that combination of toughness and armor. Yeah. That's good against any army. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, but it becomes one of the only things yeah. that's good against the wood elves. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, even then, um, your way watchers, um, 
the, the problem is that you don't have the saturation with them that you do with, you know, your core models. Right, for sure. Um, but you still can, like if it's, for example, uh, like a Saurus cowboy um, or, or, you know, a demon prince or something like that, um, where you can get uh, a couple of turns of shooting at it with enough weight watchers, mm -hmm. you know, the no armor saves is a pretty big deal. For sure. You know, um, I think it's actually probably better than the poison in that case. Um, because even though the poisons are wounding auto automatically, you're only yeah, like it's a one up. You're still against a one up. You're still you're still struggling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, these guys are great. I've I've used them. Um, uh, where I find them very effective is in making that switch from uh, you. You first, you know, take out the the high armor target that you um, are worried about getting into your infantry or mm -hmm. getting into your weaker elves. And then you can focus on like the big horde or whatever else. Um, like I've decimated big units of skeletons and so forth with just tons of multi shot mm -hmm. going in there. So I think even if even if you are shooting at something toughness five, and assume you move and not long range, so you're hitting on threes, then you're still going to wound with one out of every nine shots you make. Yeah, at that thing. Yeah, so that's not bad. if you've got a couple of units of Waywatchers on the table, you can reliably put a couple wounds on a demon print, demon prince every yeah every turn. And which, if you and if you've also got that poison, yeah, you know, sure. then, then <clears throat> the uh, the chaos player then has to at least not be so dumb as to leave your demon prince right in the crossfire. Right. So yeah, Waywatchers a um, very solid choice. And I mean, you take them. You really take them for that armor ability, mm -hmm. but even when you come up against a horde army, you have the multi-shot to fall back on, so there's no bad matchup for yeah. them, really, yeah. in terms for sure. of opponents. They are 20 points each, but yeah. I think you get what you pay for, for sure. I yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, obviously they've got ASF, um, so that makes them a great target uh, for, you know, if you've got uh, nine of them, you know, out on a flank somewhere and you need to take out um, a monster or something along those lines, um, you've got some, you've got a good target for um, a mind razor. Mm -hmm. right? You know, they've got two attacks each because of the extra mm -hmm. hand weapons. It's ASF. That's going to wreck something. Okay, moving on. I mean, <laughs> no downsides really. Is there's the no downsides. <laughs> well, I mean, they've got no armor. There's still toughness three with no armor. Sure. Um, they die in droves to fireball and, yeah. and whatever else, yeah. but um, you know that's kind of the whole army all over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think you're probably going to see in almost every list at least one small unit of them. So yeah, for sure. Okay, great eagles next, and um, these guys have not really changed from the previous book. I don't see any stat no. change. The only difference is now you can take them in a unit of one plus, and where it used to be you could only take one. So if you really wanted to... Do you think to, we're going to see the eagle hard hitting the top? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> <That would> be awesome. <laughs> 18 <laughs> eagles in hard formation. Yeah, even if you took four for 200 points, you could, you'd still get all of your attacks. But the problem is they only have two supporting attacks, not three. Mm -hmm. If they were three attacks, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, so let's be serious for a moment. Um, <laughs> Sure. Great Eagles at 50 points, still one of the best, uh, you know. Yeah, the classic elf redirector. Redirector, chaff hunter, war machine hunter. Maintains I mean, its role from the previous book, pretty much. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, very well. And uh, and still, of course, available as a mount on characters, which we'll get to in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's not, so in the, the High Elf book, 
their eagle that always used to be their primary director was kind of displaced by the Reavers, the fast cab moving to core. Yeah. Um, so you also got the Glade riders moving to core, but because they have the whole ambush deal going on, they don't really just switch out directly with the Eagles the way that yeah, Reavers do. Before, but yeah. The Glade Riders were, yeah, yeah, okay. Being forced into the um, ambusher role mm-hmm. is what keeps them from doing that. Yeah, they... So you're going to probably have to use Eagles to have that utility. They were core before, but they were 26 They were not really viable yeah. before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when we get to it, I think, you know, there's there's a possibility of, uh, you know, a hero on a steed as, as a... a a redirector in in that kind of role, and mm. we'll talk about that okay. when we get there. Okay, and then the last entry uh, in the rare section is the Treeman. Mm-hmm. So, um, I obviously love the Treeman from from the previous book, um, and uh, in this edition, they they've uh, their stat line is is significantly different. They've undergone the same kind of changes that the other tree spirits have, right? Uh, it's 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 pretty radical, actually. Mm-hmm. Everything has changed. So they're now a point higher in weapon skill at weapon skill six. They've gone from having BS zero to having BS six, um, and that's because their strangle root attack, which used to be a special shooting attack, is now just a regular ballistic it used to skill. Just be some auto hits. It was an artillery dice of auto hits, mm-hmm. strength four or strength five in a forest, mm-hmm. um, and now it's different. We'll get into it in just a sec. Um, the big nerf is, of course, from Strength 6 down to Strength 5, um, like all of the other Forest Spirits. However, it's still Strength 5, um, which, which is, is really good. not to be sniffed at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, there is a big difference between 5 and 6 in terms of ability to be a can opener and, and actually sure get is. into armor. But against, you know, light to medium armored infantry, they are still wrecking face with Strength 5. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still tough six. They've lost a wound. They've gone down from six to five. Um, initiative is still the same. Attack's still the same at five. Um, and leadership has gone up a point in nine, which is a pretty um, important difference. Really good difference, actually. Yeah. So their special rules um, have changed a little bit. They're still flammable. Um, they're still a forest spirit. But now, of course, that only means they've got a six-up ward, whereas they used to have the, the five up against non-magic. They're still a large target, um, scaly skin, three plus, stubborn, so that with a leadership nine um, means you don't need to be in your general's bubble quite so much. You still want to be in your BSB bubble um, yeah. most yeah. of the time. if you can. Yeah. If you can. Um, they still cause terror. Even that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They still cause terror. Um, and now they've they've brought back the tree whack special rule, yeah. which is from the uh, old old edition. Um, awesome. Durthu used to have this in the in the original in the original book. Um, I don't know if the tree man did, but so the tree whack, um, if you actually, if you listened in the last episode, I used the tree whack with Dorothy against mm-hmm. Sector, which was probably a bad the idea. Great effect. <laughs> Shut up. Um, Poor so you, you basically, you nominate an enemy model and base contact instead of rolling to hit. And that model has to pass an initiative test or take D six wounds with no armor saves. Um, and you can even use it in a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, what this is awesome against? Steam tanks. Um, it is just fantastic against steam tanks. Um, I, I don't know if there's anything else that it's quite so good against. Uh, most like big dumb monsters are kind of initiative two. They're low initiative. Of, uh, there's um, a lot of initiative two monsters. Yeah, the tricky part is um, 
you know, initiative two monsters are likely going to also hit the tree man. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the steam tank hits the tree man. Um, when it's in close combat, it does the grind and it, it doesn't do a whole bunch of damage. Whereas, you know, a, another monster may well kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the monster. So it's also good against stegodons, I guess, cause they're, well, they're, I think they're initiative two. Oh no, that's no good because stegodon has skinks on the back or initiative four. Uh, and you use the highest. You initiative. use the highest, so they're only going to fail on a five or a six, huh? So um, yeah, so you're going to have to take a hit. Is basically what it boils down to. You're going to have to take the hit and then whack them, mm-hmm. or or beach slap them as we prefer. To call <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like the steam tank is the the ultimate target for this. Yeah, I think so. And I've and I've taken out two steam tanks with two tree men. It's pretty fun. Right. <laughs> but also in, you know, the certain situations and challenges where even if something has slightly higher initiative, this might be your best option anyway. Like I think in one of our first games, um, we ended up with a tree man in combat with my bull centaur hero, That's who right. has kind of a one up rerollable armor, high toughness. So with your tough five attacks you weren't really going to do much damage to him so that challenge lasted a few rounds and eventually you got a tree whack off on him and did a whole bunch of wounds yeah yeah for sure um it's one of those things as a one in six chance you'll do Mm -hmm. d6 wounds um it's sometimes worth taking that chance right yeah um okay so we said that the strangle roots had changed a bit um let's go into that now um so first off the big difference is of course the points drop so they used to be 285, and they've dropped 60 down to 225. So good. Which is huge. Yeah. And you actually now really need those points in rare so that you can take Waywatchers yeah. and, and, yeah. and other things. Um, so the Strangle Roots, 20 um, point upgrade, it's a 20-point upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's range 12 inches, multiple shots, D6 plus 1, and just straight out strength 5. So good. The one game I did play with my elves, I, I used a... Strangle Roots, and I actually didn't use my treatment in combat at all. I danced around the whole <laughs> game just right. shooting this, because I couldn't quite get a, an optimal charge, and so I just kept dancing him around and shooting and shooting, and this thing, these just taking off models left and right with the Strangle Root. Okay, so I put it to you that you may have played the rules wrong. Did you march your tree man and fire? No. You never did? No. Because you used to be able to do that with the strangle route, right? Mm. You can march and fire. It's not quick to fire. It's not quick to fire, um, and it's ballistic (laughs) skill shooting. So if you move and you're at long range, um, you're only hitting on fours because it's a multi-shot. So you have to be within six inches. um, Yeah, I I just kept dancing around out out of charge arcs and shooting. Okay, Cool. Yeah, it I'm glad well. it worked. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that it's the greatest choice. Um, I've taken it and I've not taken it. And uh, I find that, that it, it all depends on what role your tree man is going to be playing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the tree man, this was my biggest disappointment in the whole book. And I have to say um, it was a pretty huge one because uh, for me, the tree man was one of the things that I loved the most about the previous book. Um, because tree man worked in every phase they could, you know, they could march and then they could shoot tree sing, and then they could tree sing in this, mm-hmm. in the, um, in the magic phase, they've lost that. Uh, and then in combat, um, sure. There were plenty of times when they fluffed, but they were strength six yeah. and you couldn't mess with that. Yeah. And six wounds and six. So wounds. they were both a hammer and an anvil. Exactly. Into one. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I think this would be one of the things that you would maybe rather just pay a few more points and keep the kind of souped up version that that you used to have. Yeah, I would have. I would have gladly have kept. And it maybe just take one because now, like the nice thing about the points drop is you can take two and probably still have a few points for a couple of eagles or some way watches. Whereas maybe you know you. You'd be happy just taking one of the old version, yeah, and then keeping some points for the other stuff. And so the interesting <clears throat> thing is, though, you know, what is their role now in the army? I mean, they're definitely not the hammer that they were. Uh, right. Support now. They're more. Uh, they're support. They're an anvil. Kind of an um, anvil, I would think of them. With as, being yeah. stubborn and five wounds, I mean, if you if you're lore of life or or high magic, you're going to be able to heal them. Yeah. Um, but um, you know. I mean, yeah, now your main combat unit is going to be the Wild Riders in most lists, so maybe the Tree Man, you just get him stuck into things you don't want to deal with, with the, the Wild Riders, massive tar pits, stuff like that, just keep him there, anchoring those units until you can get multi-charges off towards the end of the game. Yep, yeah, so, I mean, on the plus side, like, compared to, if you look at what the other possible anvils are, maybe we'll get more into this um, as we get into the discussion about lists. Um, he does have a very small frontage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the new tree man kit, um, you can you can choose to have him be seventy five seventy five wide or fifty wide. Or yeah. 50 wide. You yeah. can choose to have him deep if you want. There, there's multiple poses that allow you to do either. Um, mm-hmm. You built him as Dirthu, which puts him wide. But if you look in the in the little, but we had all this discussion on the wood. Yeah, the form. regular tree man is kind of facing forward towards the fifty mil. He faces side of the forward. Base. Um, He's like shooting somebody with the strangle root. His right in white dwarf has got fifty mil facing forward and into stuff. So everybody okay. has accepted that you can just face it either way. Yeah, I would okay. assume you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even still, 75 mil wide is not a very wide frontage. Right. Um, and so. at 50 wide, you're, you're talking about just four models getting to hit him. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And against, you know, even against uh, some of the nastier infantry, you know, you don't want to put them in against uh, white lions, obviously. No. But you well, know. white lions are prime targets for hitting with wild riders. Yeah, yeah. White, white lions are normally coming in medium-sized units, 20-ish, yeah. who you can pretty much just wipe out with a wild rider charge. You can, you can, because they're only tough three, mm-hmm. and they uh, they don't get any armor saves and all that shenanigans. Um, so, yeah, he's. I think uh, Tree Man is, is a, a, a reasonable choice. I think you gotta know what you're gonna do with him, um, and I think against certain armies he's going to be incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. Against others, um, you're actually gonna—he's probably gonna be a liability because of the flammable, um, because he's a monster, right? You know, he has all that same problems that you have with a monster, and it's not going to be—I don't think you're going to see like before where where you had, um, you know, like two or three tree man lists um, quite so commonly. Oh, really? <laughs> quite so commonly just because you've built one um because you know they 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 don't have that same hitting power right you know Mm -hmm. and you're sacrificing the points that you need to to build okay um anything else you want to say on tree man not really i mean it's it's all kind of tied into the the internal balance problems in this book between elves and tree spirits yep. which that has gone really far towards the the elves in this book <clears throat> yeah i think so and the tree men end up in in every section of the book end up looking like the the slightly crappier option yep 
Okay, so uh, let's wrap up Rare and go into Lord Choices. Okay, Lords. Lordy, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. Glade Lord. Okay, the Glade Lord um, used to be known as the... Oh, no, I can't remember now. Not Highborn. Highborn, you're right. Was that Highborn? Yeah, yeah, Highborn. I got stuck on Prince. I'm like, no, 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 that's the High Elves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Highborn. Oh, the shame if we're forgetting already. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, the Glade Lord has a standard Elf, elf, Lord. elf Lord profile. Um, and uh, comes now by default with Light Armor, um, which is good. I think you used to have to buy it. Um, hand Weapon and Azrai Longbow. And of course has uh, Always Strikes First um, special rule uh, and Forest Stalker. And the Arrow of Kurnos, um, special rule, which I really liked. We talked about this before, didn't we? Didn't we? Uh, we have not talked about it. I don't think we've talked about the not? Arrow of Kurnos. No, I think yet. you actually said you were going to talk about it uh, later. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. I, I love the fluff of this rule. So the whole idea is that at the start of any battle that the Wood, Elf are in, uh, the wood Elves are in, the best archer in the army um, takes a pot shot at the enemy general. To signal the to, start. To, to signal, signal the start. Yeah, they're ready to go. And, uh, you know, it's not enough to kill. It's not supposed to be enough to kill. It's supposed to be a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, here's how good we are. We can shoot your general from way back here. Yeah. And so basically the way it works is if the enemy general is within 36 inches and within line of sight of at least one of your models with that special rule, he takes a strength three hit with no armor saves. Which is really good at getting rid of Charm Shield. Very good at that. <laughs> it's like, yep, no Charm Shield for you mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and then you'll start unleashing the Waywatchers. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Or, or at least it, it means, you know, you can fire off your Amber Spear or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, right in the first turn. Um, the other thing it's kind of neat for is those armies that like to have their um, leader be a wizard, like yeah. their general be a wizard. So the Gracier's, for example, mm -hmm. um, although they normally have a ward save, but um, it's still it's still not bad. You're more likely to wound something like that because they tend to be less tough, and that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, it's a fluff rule. It's got a few neat side effects. Half the time you're going to forget to use it. Yeah. Every now and again, it's going to actually do something, um, but it's going to be fun every time. So. It is. It's a poke in the eye, yeah. and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so let's look at the options available to the Lord. Um, he can have all of the same types of enchanted arrows that uh, we mentioned under the Glade Guard, yeah. um, which is nice because if you put him in a unit, um, it's it's nice to be able to just give him the same arrows as the unit if he, if uh, you know that's what you want to do. Um, that can be very handy, so you don't have to you know worry about like. One thing I did, for example, is I had a character in a unit with True Flight. And so everyone but him was just hitting on three pluses. And for him, because he didn't have True Flight, it was like, okay, now i got to calculate, did I move? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> all the rest all of it. All of a sudden you have to remember what you did. Yeah, where it's yeah. a whole lot easier to say, oh, he hits on a two plus. Um, so so that's nice. And you can, also, you can also mix it up, right, if you yeah. want to. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's any particularly like great combinations that would spring to mind. I know. I just think in general for the for these characters, the um, swift shiver ending up being 
end up being really nice because it's just multi-shot, right? And you already have such high yeah. ballistic skill that you yeah, might like even end shots. up hitting on a two-up. Yeah, so that's it's like, true. Just like double, sort yeah. double a uh, true flight. Yeah, yeah, that's Four true. Four points for two shots a turn. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not bad. bad. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, he can also take a spear, an additional high weapon, great weapon, all that sort of stuff you might expect. The Sari spear, too, which is yeah, the armor-piercing Yeah, spear, yep. Yeah, so it's going to be strength four armor-piercing. Yeah, which is not to be sniffed at. Um, and then he has uh, four mount choices. Um, the Elven Steed. It's interesting, the Elven Steed only costs 10 points for hero characters, but 20 points for lords. And they're no different in profile. It's just, I don't quite get Well, that. sometimes they make the options different based on like the advantage that it gives to one over the other. Yeah. But, I mean, it's arguable. It's really funny. I mean, you can see like a great weapon is you know gives more of an advantage to someone with more attacks so often you see yeah. a great weapon being more for a lord but the horse i mean for dark elves i think their lord just pays the same 10 points or 12 for oh, a horse that's weird so i don't know why it's different for what else well it is and that's what we've got yeah. um you can be mounted on the great eagle um a great stag which we'll go into in just a minute or a forest dragon um so great stag and forest dragon great stag was available before but you had to take um, one of their special kindreds, the Wild Rider kindred, which by itself cost 50 points just to take that kindred. And then it restricted you to only having light armor options and magic spears. You couldn't take any other magical weapons or armor. Yeah, it was really complicated. It was very complicated. Nobody ever did it. Um, <laughs> certainly not on a lord level because it man made your lord like 400 points or something. Anyway. Something it was still tough three. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was tough four because it was on a stack. Well, only only after they amended it. Only that. after they amended yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it wasn't um, like that originally. So the Great Stag, uh, what did they, they... They changed the stats of the Great Stag from the Wood Elf book from the previous edition and made it like the Great Stag in Storm, Storm Magic. Magic yeah. um, so he's, you know, move nine, strength five, which is very nice, tough four and three wounds, um, and impact two attacks, hits. but impact hits D3, yep, causes fear do a big big hit yeah. yeah yeah so and then the forest dragon at 300 points um you know if you like to ride around on dragons you know you've got you've, you've mm -hmm. got that option for your lord um okay so um any other thoughts or anything about the about the lord he's kind of bland he's kind of bland. i mean there's no I mean, obviously, yeah. he's what else? There's not much armor choices, but it would have been nice if they had made it like more viable to have a kind of combat lord in a wild rider unit because that just seems really cool. Well, but, it is with, I mean, he has a hundred points of magic items, so you can do all the standard combat kind of builds on him. But, but that's can, the, but I would have loved to get a one up armor save on him and then just dawnstone him up. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But. That that that's the problem though, is it it's all the standard stuff. Yeah. You know, one of the nice things about the old book was that that it, it did have a ton of the old magic items in it. And so you could get, you know, all sorts of different and interesting ward saves, mm -hmm. which meant, you know, you could make your characters a little more survivable. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it's all the standard stuff. So it's not terribly interesting or characterful. You know, it, it's like, I can take the build that every other elf Lord can take. Right. I don't have anything really to make me unique. And we'll go, come into that when we go into the magic items. The magic items are a bit, uh, on the 
swingy side. I think they're either really great or really terrible. Yeah, and the ones that are great seem to be equally as great on the uh, hero. On the hero, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess really his only reason to take him is for the leadership 10, but you can get that from the Dreaming Agent too, so I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, there are other ways to get it. Um, I could see him um, being useful in certain list builds. Um, you know, you can always still like tool him up with a giant blade, other trickster shard. Yeah, but I'd love. I just, I just want a higher armor save on him if I was going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can get three up, right? Best. You can get a three up as best. Um, you mount him, light armor, shield, and a. You just want it all. Special don't you hat. Know? You just want it all. Or the charm shield, or the enchanted shield. Enchanted okay. shield, or or the one of the heavy armors with yeah. the ward. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to be able to get to a two-up without having to take the armor of silvered steel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, such is life. I mean, it's not very wood elfy. Um, That's true. That's um, true. But, <laughs> a wood elf in armor of silver steel. <laughs> hey, I painted Littering through the woods. <laughs> I painted up a great lord, uh, a lord with a great weapon wearing that. Um, but, awesome. Yeah, and we, we can talk about that when we get to some of the balance stuff uh, when we're talking later. Okay. Um, moving on from the, the Gallade Lord, as, as disappointing as he was in terms of blandness, um, the Spellweaver Lord is probably, um, scintillating in comparison. Um, so the spell, oh, I forgot to mention that the Gallade Lord is 145 points, um, which I think is pretty standard. I think 140 maybe for a Dark Elf Lord. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to remember what it was in the previous book. Um, and I'm not sure off the top of my head how, how many points he cost before. I think it was around about that amount. Yeah, it was exactly that amount, 145. Okay, so um, the Spellweaver. So the Spellweaver is the Lord level spellcaster. Um, she gets the Blessings of the Ancients, which gives her the plus one to cast in a forest. Um, and, uh, she's dropped from 215 down to 185 for level three and then 35 points for the upgrade. So, I mean, that's a huge drop now. It's, it's 220 for my level four as opposed mm -hmm. to 250. Um, and the big, big, big change that everybody's now fully aware of is that they, uh, she has access to all eight lords of the battle magic, just like the other elves and high magic and dark magic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this might this might be the right time to talk about magic selection. I don't know, um, but we can certainly we'll talk. Why don't we talk about the lore of high and lore of dark, the lore attributes and stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's also point out she can take a bow. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she used to come with a bow as standard. Well, she dropped thirty points. Yeah, so. she dropped. So she, technically, she only dropped twenty-five. She now. can't take <laughs> the magic arrows, but she can take a long. Bow. She can take a bow. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that she can because um, one of the cool things was people were always surprised when your wizard had a bow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then let's just go over the mounts too. She could be on the steed again. Yep. Steed uh, for 20 points. Eagle. Yep. And then the fun one, the unicorn for 60 points, which I still just want to see that. I want to see somebody dancing around that unicorn. <laughs> hey, I used it against Tom to yeah. great effect. Um, yeah. There was a they they do impact hits, don't they? Aren't they pretty good? No, they have that. They have uh, impale. Um, which is basically like they they get a lance effectively. Okay. okay. Um, so Aiden stuck one in the bunch of in the sister unit, and then it has the two up against magic. So yeah, because oh. the the unicorn has magic resistance too. 
So, so, oh, so unicorn in oh, that's unicorn and sisters, yeah. But they lose their fast calf, oh, so you okay. have you have to be uh, comfortable with them just being a regular calf unit. Mm. Um, and so what I did was in this particular, I had her on Lore of Dark, and um, I you just tra- hail married her in there and then cast the <laughs> stupid leadership bomb spell. It was hilarious. And his army I'm collapsed. Man, I'm sure. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk. We were la- we were laughing our asses off yeah, we, when it, it happened. Was hilarious. Yeah, it was the first test of the new Wood Elf book, and it was over in like thirty minutes. Yeah, so we're like, all right, that's pretty good book. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. this book is broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the lore of high magic. Um, we I think we first saw in the uh, high elf book when uh-huh. they redid it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lizard man can also take it with a different lore attribute, and of course, true to form, uh, the Wood Elves have a different lore attribute. Um, I love the lore attribute for this. Um, so the way that it works, um, is that the, whenever you cast a spell, you get a counter that you put beside, uh, beside the wizard. And then, um, if he or a model in the same unit as him suffers a wound and you've still got one of these little counters, you take the counter away and treat it as if the wound had never happened. And so you just build up a big load of resistance against attacks coming your way. For sure. And with the low casting costs of a lot of the high magic spells, like um, seven, eight, five, five, eight, you know, there's six spells and there are five or six spells Mm -hmm. that are all very low casting costs. That you could almost get with one die on your level four in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't mind, you know, throwing one at the end of the magic phase or keeping two and trying for both. Yeah. You just build up some counters. Build up some counters. Um, Or, you know, that like in that first phase of the game when you're too far away from everything and you roll an 11 dice phase, you're like, oh my God, it's wasted. It's not wasted anymore. Yeah. Yeah, Then you can start throwing out apotheosis and. Yeah. Hand of Glory, all these things you don't need really. But could you do drain drain magic even if there's nothing to drain? Sure. Why not? Sure. Throw it on there. Get another mark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Um, and so, you know, this is this is great. Somebody shoots a cannon at you, boom, it's gone. You know, it's as if that never happened. Yeah, um, super sweet. And uh, I also think, um, you know, when you start thinking about what you can do when you put it in a unit, um, it, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your wizard is, is um, the counter goes with the wizard so the wizard if it can move around from unit to unit mm. and potentially so you offer move the protection with the wizard into you move the protection unit. with the wizard um, i wish you could put this wizard on a giant dragon so yeah. then you would have a wizard who was immune to cannonballs that, that would be, be that would dragon be too sweet yeah. that would be sweet and this uh. paired with apotheosis can apotheosis heal rank and file or is it only big monsters uh, you have to have uh it's uh characters and monsters only i think a single model. Single model. Yeah. yeah. So. So anything else would be dead. At that yeah. Point? Pretty much. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can use it on uh, Warhawk riders and yeah, great, yeah. great eagles Monster and stuff. Yeah. Treemen that are dancing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And he can use it on himself. I was say, if you could do both, then you could build up those tokens and then also do that. And so you're, <laughs> you're just. A, yeah. It's yeah. For than sure. Moral life at that point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, um, Lore of Dark. Obviously, Lore of Dark is a, a bit more of an offensive lore. It's a vicious, vicious lore. <laughs> it is. Um, so, so I'm not going to go through the lore itself, but to just talk about the lore attribute again, 
So you know, we talked a little bit about kind of the the dichotomy of of the wood elves in the fluff that they created. You know, they're they're um, kind of half good, half bad, um, and there there's a lot of things that kind of are reflected in that in the in the rules. And this is one of them. You know, being able to take both high magic and dark magic. Um, and the positive side of the high magic is you have these protection counters and the, you know, the negative side in the dark magic is you have these vengeance counters as they're <laughs> called. Um, and so what happens is whenever you, um, suffer, whenever you cast a spell, uh, on an enemy unit, that's not dispelled, um, you put a vengeance counter on it. And then whenever you cast a spell that does hits, um, those vengeance counters are all removed and you do an extra D3 hits for each vengeance counter. Mm. So it's... So you can throw, some, throw the hexes first and then build up some counters and, before you throw a big doom bolt? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can... Bladewind. What are the other ones that would, that would expend the tokens? So basically everything except for word of pain and shroud of despair. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the interesting part about this, and one of the things that was a rules question earlier on was about the black horror. Um, because the black horror is a, a vortex with a template, but everything under the template still gets hit. Mm -hmm. So you hit everything under the template, it takes a strength test, and then you do D3 more hits. Yeah, right. Um, and that could be multiple more than that. So it's basically you're, you're able to inf uh, you know, inflict some more strength tests. Um, and that could be particularly nasty on like ogres or something like that where you know, it's only a small template. Um, so you're only going to hit a handful of models, but now you're going to force you know d3 extra models to take a strength test effectively mm. does that make sense yeah um i'm yeah. just trying to read the wording on on the spell i mean it doesn't i don't think vortexes in general and this one also i don't think you take hits it's often you just take a test and then you die or something, which seems to be the case with this. There's no hits ever mentioned. Except if you read the rules under vortexes in the rulebook, it says that you place the vortex template and everything under the template is hit. Mm. Um, and so I would assume, I know it, it becomes tricky with wording, I would assume exactly. that means everything under is affected by the template and then takes your strength test or whatever, but so I agree it, with wording, it becomes... It becomes kind of tricky, yeah. And so do you do you play it that that one does in, um, use the vengeance counter, or do you play it that anything that gets hit by the vortex takes a vengeance counter? You know, so that this is another question, right? It's It's got to be one or the other, right? Yeah. Either you're affected by it, by it and the vengeance counter comes off. If I was the Wood Elf player, I would assume that you're not going to do extra hits because there's no actual hits happening, but you, you, add a token. you add a token once the spell's Interesting. gone. Because I would say it would be the direct damages and the magic missiles, which you have, you have Although four it, of those. It does there. also specifically say in the rules that um, vortexes have no target, and um, this says you put a counter by the target. Yeah. So, yeah. so then I don't know if either happens. Um. I don't. I don't think that's true because it does say that vortexes hit, and so mm. uh, mm. you know the kind of the 
uh, the big thread of discussion that we had about it when the when the um, book first came out kind of mm-hmm. ended up um, most people falling on the side of the argument that that the vortex did hit. But then the hit the hit translates to another characteristic test. Yeah, essentially, because I normally think of a hit as being associated with a strength, you know, well, not like take a characteristic test. I don't think that's true either, because there's plenty of stuff like in the Skaven book that says is automatically hit, and then it takes a toughness test to see if it if it dies or you know things like that. There's st- there's stuff mm-hmm. yeah. in there like that, um, and and it feels even worse to say it neither gets a counter nor uses a counter. That doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, I think it, it, it's got to do one or the other. It's, it's got to do one or the other, yeah. But I, I would play on the conservative side and just say it doesn't either. If I was playing with this as a Wood Elf player, I think. I I would have no preference. I would let the Wood Elf player decide when they were rolling against me. If I was yeah. using it, I probably would add the token. I mean, if you're going to get smashed by a black horror in the face, an extra like D3 more... Well, it yeah, could be even more than that. It. it could yeah, be, that's you know, true. If it you could build be up three D3, you know, that could be pretty brutal. But. Yeah, and, and if you play it that it, it puts counters on there, then it's like, okay, I'm going to sweep this across all of your dudes so that they all get a vengeance mm-hmm. counter. You know, that's, that, I mean, that's a great tactic in and of itself, but... Um, I think it could be, I think it could be the, the topic of a lot of argument in tournaments. Yeah. Tournament organizers will need to have a clear ruling. And oh, and <laughs> yeah. and we come to another failing of the book, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like lots of lots of problems on rulings. Well, what have what have they decided on the what else forum? What's it causes hits. It causes hits. Yeah, of course they've decided that on the what else forum. Actually, the what else forum is is pretty uh, brutal against itself. Yeah, you know, and that's I find I the like same on the, that, on the Lizard yeah. Man forum. They were pretty brutal against themselves as well. I so. mean, I always assume it's safer to take the more conservative track with whatever you're playing and yeah. assume that it's not the thing that seems super awesome for you. I don't think it's that awesome. You Either know. way, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Not really. I feel like this lore attribute is super weak. Yeah, but the the lore like the lore right. itself, the spells Very are just kind of like so a, strong. Kind of like a lore of Shadow Dale, amazing yeah. lore with an attribute that meh, meh. Yeah. You know, it's not going to do that yeah. much all the time. Why the high magic one is really powerful. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just negating some wounds here and there, like you said, cannonball all of a sudden being ignored. So good. Yeah, so good. Yeah, especially if uh, you know. It means you can put her on a on a unicorn and let her run around by herself potentially, right? Because yeah. she's much less likely to get shot off. Yeah. Um, or wait till she's got a couple of counters on the like have her in the unit until she has a couple of counters, then she yeah, can, can shoot off. off on yep. her. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting stuff. Huh. Actually, you know, I just never mind. I was just <laughs> thinking about a build involving the shield of Tolos and you know, various other things. Uh, I wish she could ride a dragon. Yeah, it'd be cool if she could ride a dragon. <laughs> okay, so on to the last regular lord. Mm, um, and this is another another um, pretty significant change, the Tree Man Ancient. So the biggest change here is that the Tree Man Ancient kind of forgot how to fight. I know, they just made him weak sauce in combat. <laughs> Um, so he's only weapon skill four, um, and just like the other tree man, strength five, tough six, up to, back up to six back wounds, up to six wounds only three attacks. three attacks. Come on, yeah. 
I, that's that to me is just weak. I can yeah, understand. Okay. What happens to tree men as they get old? They, well, what happens to tree men as they get old? They get weak and frail until they get Unless super old, like <laughs> dirty. Then they remember how to fight again. <laughs> like the rebirth. Yeah. So so there's that. Um, the tree men is now leadership ten. So as Ricky pointed out, you can get LD ten. Good uh, general now. Stubborn. Well, they were always a good general. You know, mm-hmm. you've got an eighteen inch range on your uh, because you're a large target. Um, but exceptional now at leadership 10. Big points drop from 385 down to 290. That's pretty significant. Um, and uh, and the real difference is um, they're now a level 2 wizard on lore of life. What did they used to be? There used to be no wizard at all. Um, it was 385. They were exactly the same profile as a standard tree man, except they were leadership 9. Cause they, so what did you get for your extra 100 points? Uh, you got the ability. Combat. <laughs> yeah, uh, you had the ability to take um, spites, uh-huh. so you could take the annoyance of nettlings and only be sit, hit in sixes in a challenge. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that was. I remember winning really so many challenges. With that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the guy you fanged into the demon prince because the yeah. demon prince just couldn't hit him. Well, I always put that on my just on my lord with a great weapon, and he would just run in and challenge everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's good too. Yeah, because then your toughness three doesn't matter if you can't yeah. hit me. Yeah. Um, so the tree man ancient can be upgraded to level four wizard, 35 points a level as you go up. Um, it's all on lore of life. And again, can take a strangle roots just like the regular tree man for 20 points. So yeah, this guy Um, here is the guy that can function. Eh, He's not the best in combat, but he can function in every phase of the game. He he can. Magic, shooting. Yep. Um, he's also, yeah, a great general, you know, yeah. And and if and you're taking a monster toss mash, six wounds, yeah. six wounds. He's six he does wounds. Well, very well in the please shoot my 350 point general off the table with a cannon phase. He does. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, that's um, But he does have the sixth wound, so you do need to roll the six to, to shoot him off with six, with yeah. uh, with one shot or two cannons or two cannons, <laughs> which is what a lot of people do. Um, <laughs> yes. Dude, I'm running this guy. <laughs> um, so at 360 as a level four wizard, you know he's um, he's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but if you take him with other tree men, you know the, the target saturation thing kicks in. Yeah, I love him in a in a tree man spam list because Lore of Life is really nice in that list Fantastic as well. Fantastic. So. Uh, yeah. And it, when you look at it, he's three sixty. How much is a level four spell weaver and a glade lord together? Yeah. Which is basically what you're same, getting here. Same price. Yeah. So you basically roll those two together into one package. You don't get you don't get you're locked into lore life, which is still an amazing lore for what else. So um, yeah, and the, the downside is you can't customize this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, no. That, that's the part that made me sad. No magic items. No magic items. No special, you know, spites or. Yeah, it would have been nice if the, you know, just like some of the slam abilities kind of thing. Maybe just four things to choose from to yep. upgrade yeah, him with a bit. That would have been nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so we all love customizing the characters. That's why. That's why we play Warhammer, right? right? <laughs> you know, it's why we don't play. Um, uh, yeah, Kings of Wolves. Yeah, or historical games. Yeah. It's because we want the big shiny characters. Um, and so that, that to me was a little bit of a letdown. Um, however, you know, this still has the tree whack, um, <laughs> still, still in a very effective, um, very effective general. Yeah. Um, but again, you have to kind of, uh, I think tailor your list. Yeah. To, to I think in, in certain lists. Well, and also, general. I think, uh, the 290 points makes him 
usable in really small games too that you know normally you probably couldn't afford to take true 1500 yeah, yeah still you can, you can still, still get them up to a level four wizard yeah, yeah. 1500 yeah and uh, uh even more so you can take two of them in a 2500 point so you could take four tree mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a 2500 point if you don't upgrade them or? if you don't upgrade them yeah because that yeah, uh, it's yeah. under sub 300 that brings you up to what 580 yeah um you um, could you could upgrade one of them maybe even. you could upgrade one of them yeah, yeah, yeah. You or you can just take him and death here which is a nice <laughs> combo because you got your combat tree man and yeah and your pew pew tree yeah, man. shitty tree man okay can you can you fit that into this 2500 to 2500 um let's go talk about dirty Dothu's 385, so you, so you can't, can't do it. You can't do it, damn which it. is a shame. So let's talk about Dirthu now. Okay. Um, because I think we're kind oh, of yeah, talking, right, talking about, about Dirthu. Yeah. yeah, we just got those. Yeah, the Glade Lord spell, we were Dream and Ancient. Those are your basic. Um, those are your, your, your basic your unnamed characters. Yeah, yeah. so, so let's, let's go into the named the, ones. The lords that are special characters, yeah. Dirthu! Okay, so. Yay, our favorite. Yeah. I, no, I do like Darlow. I like I like Darthu. I mean, we talked about his special rules when he was in the pit, um, but I'll just I'll run over them real quick. His stat line is like what a tree man should be. Like I'm just gonna. They kick all should your be ass. like that. Yeah. So he's weapon skill seven, strength six, tough six, six wounds, six attacks, leadership ten, in your face. Yeah. Um, he's a level one wizard on lore of beasts, so he can boost himself because, to... because you want strength and toughness seven. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, or on the very off, you know, the off chance that you roll the savage, savage boost of horror. Beast. Yeah. Nine strength, nine attacks. Yes, uh, ten because he has frenzy. Oh yeah. You're, you're maxing out. Yep. Um, so he he's got frenzy. He's got hatred. So he gets those re rolls even against those pesky elves that you're fighting against. Um, and he's still flammable like other tree men. Um, he gets that blessings of the ancient, so he casts like a level two if yeah. he's in if he's in a forest. And then he's got this lamentation of despairs, which is a neat little um, shooting attack that he can do. Um, it's only range twelve, strength two, but it's two d six multiple shots, killing blow, um, which is pretty funny. I mean, it's not really. It's every now and again, it's going to do something. Um, amazing yeah um, but in general it's just going to put a bit of fear into people which sure. is what it should be <laughs> yeah um, so yeah he's pretty cool he's 385 points though and he is a 385 point cannon magnet um, there's no doubt about it so again you got to run some kind of list with target saturation mm -hmm. to make him not be kicked off model is beautiful thank you very much Ricky yeah Love looking at it beautiful yeah I have a lot of fun with that game um, forever so it paint, but it's a, it's a fun one. Very nice combat character. Maybe yep. still a little on the pricey side for what you get for yeah, him. Yeah, the but... fact that he's not at at least level two really. I think three eighty five is a little spendy for him, but you, I think he's gonna he's gonna perform. Yeah, I yeah, think. and so if you if you do you know uh, like me miss the old tree man. Yeah, and you just want a combat tree beast. Yeah, um, go for it. Take him and throw him in there. Um, he's probably going to have to be your general because you're not likely to be able to afford another level 10 leadership character. And if you if you do just want to go for, for some reason, for a super combat-oriented wood elf list, then he is, just makes the he, natural general. He's really. a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's for your sure. man. Um, what I really would have liked to see is that the Treeman Ancients were maybe... I, I'd be okay with them being slower and what have you, but if they were like, tougher... 
Which mm. play they've got on Nolly. I mean, they've got like a two-up armor save yeah. or, you know, like a tough seven or something that's just a little different. Because really, when you start to see sixes in a stat line, that's like every other monster, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and what makes monsters stand out is when like the Great Unclean One, they're tough seven. Or like the Kadai, they're strength seven. Mm-hmm. You know, these are pretty uh, outstanding monsters. Um, and so Tree Man... I think the two-up or even one-up armor would have... Maybe two-up would have been a nice touch, yeah. actually. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's been a bit different, skin. yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, so that's that's Durthu. Um, Araloth. All right, well, this is a new guy. Um, I love him. A new guy, but kind of a reincarnation of an old guy. He's a reincarnation. Uh, some of you may remember Skaw, the falconer. He was one of those roadkill-looking models that had a, a <laughs> hawk on one arm. Um, so Araloth, uh, one of the nice new clam pack plastic uh, plastic kits. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the the uh, Lord of Lord Talson. Of Talson yeah. yeah, which is one of the new regions the, that they've the biggest named. realm, right? Yeah, it's basically the generic realm, as mm-hmm. I like to refer to it as. Yeah. Um, and so here's our generic special vanilla, character, the yeah. Elf. Yeah. yeah, and he kind of feels that way, but. I think he's pretty fun. I think he's pretty neat. You know, he's he's he got an extra pip of weapon skill over the regular lord, mm-hmm. so he's weapon skill eight, um, and he's got five attacks instead of four, which is nice. Um, and the really cool thing about him, uh, he's got he's got three special rules that are interesting and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Um, one is you know he's stubborn, um, but he has this uh, boldest of the bold special rule, which means when he's when he's not in a unit, he's unbreakable. Um, which, you know, it's kind of actually insane because he's still a toughness three elf. <laughs> with only, I mean, he has a four up ward save. He has a four up ward save. But still only toughness three elf with three wounds. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so. a, and a shield. It's important. He's got a shield guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look out. He's got a six up armor. <laughs> he has no light armor. Uh, no light armor. He's just got a shield. <laughs> yeah, I know. The model has light armor. Um, so, so there he goes. He's got a four up ward, like you said. Um, because um, he's got the favor of the goddess. It's not a special, uh, it's not a magic item, so it can't be unforged off of him. Right. It's an actual special rule. Uh, in fact, he doesn't, I don't think he has any magic items. No, no. It's all special rules for him. And then he's got the Scar and the Eye Thief, which is this uh, hawk that rides on his shoulder. <laughs> it is absurd. It's funny. Um, you know, so you basically it's never gonna work. So, <laughs> but it's, well, it's fun. no, it does work. It just doesn't do the big thing. So the way that it works is um, at the start of each turn. So not in the combat phase, not in the shooting phase. At the start of the turn, mm-hmm. pick any single enemy model within eighteen inches, and it takes a strength four hit. So this is the 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 falcon flying in and attacking whoever Araloth points at. You know, that's not to be sniffed at, especially when you consider. Um, it is a sniper it is it's basically a snipe shot that isn't shooting it always hits and it's strength four not strength three um and and on the off chance that you roll uh a to wound roll of a six the model takes a minus five penalty to weapon skill and initiative um basically because the claw scratched the 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 for the rest of the game game, the hawk scratched his eyes out yeah um it's unlikely you're going to get that penalty, but taking a strength four hit on something is mm-hmm. is a, a neat little extra. Yeah, especially if you're using uh, the characters we'll talk about later, the Waystalkers. Uh, paired with them, you could be killing people's wizards off pretty quick. Yeah, the two. for sure. 
Um, I think, you know, he, because he's stubborn, you can put him into a unit of um, Rangers, uh, wildwood rangers and make them stubborn. And now yeah. you can actually have them at being in a forest. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, you can do it with any of them. But I think they probably make the most sense. Or, yeah, they're going to get the biggest bonus. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or just a huge unit of Glade Guard if you're doing that. But, yeah, yep. I would think the, the Wildwood Rangers for sure. Yep. Okay. And so, you would look cool standing in there with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful model. It I, is, I, yeah. I do like it. Yeah, I'm going to paint that one up soon. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, one more. And, one more in Lords? Uh, yeah, Orion. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's on the wrong page. Here's, here's half that. an hour of, of talking. Oh, that's a lot of rules. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stay say flat out that I, I, I really like Orion. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who doesn't? He, you know, he is way over-pointed by about 200 points. He's a 600-point yeah. model. <laughs> um, At least. <laughs> Just do it. Just I, take him. I mean, he's nowhere near as good as any of the... Uh, any of the greater demons or, you know, anything like along those lines, even any of the special characters in the demons book um, that are similar points. But you know what? I like him anyway um, because he's, he's, he's the king, right? Mm-hmm. And he is Elvis of the elves. And, and he's uh, mad as hell. He is mad as hell. He is Elvis of the elves. <laughs> I mean, that's so messed up. Yeah, so, okay, so you got to get a velvet painting of Orion from the dungeon down here. Nice. I I do actually have two Orion models because one of them uh, was, or I got most of two Orion models. One of them was a bit pitted um, from the fine casting, so they sent me another one. Mm. So maybe there's a conversion opportunity in there. Mm. Anyway, okay, so Orion, um, he's a monster special character. Move nine, weapon skill, ballistic skill eight. So finally we have back to the highest ballistic skill in the game again. Uh, apart from bloodthirsters, which I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway. Bloodthirsters have... Ballistic skill 10 for no reason because they can't shoot. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's, don't ask me why. Everybody's looking confused. If okay. anyone knows why bloodthirsters have ballistic skill 10, please tell yeah. us. Um... <laughs> He's strength six. He's only tough five. I think they did that just to insult the people who play corn. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Sorry, go on. That's all right. Five wounds, initiative nine, five attacks, and leadership ten. So he gets always strikes first with initiative nine, which is pretty fun. Um, It means you even get re-rolls against a demon prince. Um, Hmm. All right, so this bloodthirster is zero. That bloodthirster is zero, but in the new demons book, which is on the shelf over there, okay. it's ten. It's ten. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Okay, um, sorry. So ASF and Forest Stalker, just like everything else, he's frenzied. So that five attacks goes to six. Uh, he causes terror, and he's unbreakable. Rah. Yeah. Um, so he used to be unbreakable, but he had a kind of weird, unstable rule that's gone now, thankfully. Yeah, thank goodness. Um, the other special rule that he has is these Orion's Equerry special rule, um, which is basically his war dogs that can come with him. Um, if you take the hounds, they cost, I think they cost 20 points, you get two hounds, and uh, they mu- he must go in, in a unit with them. So basically you deploy them beside him in, in that unit. He can't join a unit anymore because he's a monster. He used to be monstrous infantry. Mm. So you could put him in a unit of like... Uh, I wish uh, he could sick the hounds out, but they... 
don't do that with these guys. Yeah, that like you used to be able to with the hunters, and they they uh, have the saber tusks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I always wish that Orion could Orion do that could send his hands out. Send his hands out. Sick him. Well, what <laughs> I only take two hounds. Yeah. yeah, that'd be sweet if you could just like keep it for twenty points apart. Yeah, and just take like well, it's 20, 20 points gets you both hounds. Mm. Um, so I guess it's kind of like Phobos and Demos kind of thing. It's his two hounds. Um, the other thing is that that because I really wish that he was still monstrous infantry, um, or you know something because I it would have been really nice to have him actually be in a unit of wild riders, mm-hmm. and you can't do that. No. Um, you know, from a fluff perspective, yeah, that from makes a, fluff perspective, that would a be ton awesome. of sense. Mm-hmm. But okay, so those are his special rules. Um, hard, yeah, very hard, very hard. Oh, yeah. um, and at that point, you know, it, wouldn't it be cool if he could go in there and get a like a, a lookout, sir, from the wild riders? Then he would at six hundred points. I would even take him because I know he wouldn't die instantly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Or if there was a rule where like. You know, he dies, but then the next turn, one of the Wild Riders gets to be reborn as, as Orion again. Wow. That would kind of be fluffy. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did blow my mind. All right. Games Workshop will be phoning me up tomorrow so they can use that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be the next book. Yeah. Okay. Ten years from now. So, so where, where things become interesting is when we go into his magic items. Yeah, which so, I, I actually was confused because he has... I'm going to start at the. Ones, I'm going to start at the bottom and work my way up. Okay. Um, okay. And that's that's that deliberate. Works. So the horn of the wild hunt. Um, he's got the horn. He's got the horn. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's an enchanted item. Um, so he, he he can, at the start of each turn, all friendly wood elf units within six inches get devastating charge. So this, I think, ties in with the fluff that they have in the new books for him, which is, you know, when he makes the call to the wild hunt, all of the elves, no matter who they are, kind of get swept up in his, mm-hmm. in his frenzy, which is kind of cool. But really what you want is it to give just plus one attack instead, because then it could affect wild riders. Well, yeah, it should, give, it should give double devastating charge to wild riders as well, because yeah. they, fluff-wise, should be getting super pumped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's super stupid. So, I'm so uh, that's that's a little disappointing that it doesn't affect yeah. the most fluffy unit, yeah. but I, I get where they're coming from with it. Um, then the cloak of Isha, um, this got a bit of a bump from the last time. It's a it's a five up ward save and magic res two, so he's got a three up ward against spells. Um, and then at the start of each turn, you roll a d six, and if you roll a six, he gets a wound back, which mm-hmm. is which is not bad. Sure. Now, it's interesting, I, I don't think, like, there used to be the um, uh, Orion's Equerries, the, the Hounds, used to be extra, like, extra wound tokens for him. Is that not the case anymore? No, they, well, I no, mean, you could randomize, that. when you're shooting at it, you would randomize to the Hounds, right? Yes, you would randomize for shooting attacks, but that's or it. Or you could, would randomize. Or you could allocate the wounds, probably. But otherwise, you'd have, you'd to, have, allocate to, to, each. You'd have to allocate to each. So yeah. in shooting, it kind of helps a bit. It helps but, a bit. But not a ton. Um, so no, that, I mean, you can still cannonball him and he can't get a lookout. So yeah, yeah, often. for sure. Um, so he's still very vulnerable because he's got no armor save. He's only got that five up ward. Um, you know. You're going to want to rock a. I mean,. You're not going to afford another Lord level character, but you'll want to rock like a level two life wizard with him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably. 
Um, I mean, realistically, he's not takeable in a small army. You got no. you got to have him in like only like three thousand plus points, and probably higher than that before you even think about taking him. Okay, and then the reason I left the magic the the weapons for last is because there's been a bit of debate about some of them. So <laughs> debate about this book? <laughs> <laughs> surely, surely not. Surely not. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the hawk's talent is his magic bow. Um, so. It's a missile weapon, range 30 inches, strength 5, multiple shots 6. Solid. Um, with ballistic skill 8. With ballistic skill 8. Solid. It's, it's kind of like a better repeater bolt thrower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so he can move, well, he can march. No, he can't march. Um, he can move 9 inches and then shoot it, um, which is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's then, a nice weapon. And then the Spear of Kornos. So this is the one that has some of the debate around it. So it's a magic weapon. Um, it's got a range of 18 inches and a strength 7 and does multiple wounds, D3. Now, uh, you cannot take armor saves against wounds caused by the Spear so of Kornos. So it's like he is a repeater bolt thrower. He gets to just choose one of the modes. But a plus one strength. Yeah, right. Right. Now, here's the question, um, or the debate. Is the Spear of Kornos his close combat weapon? Oh, so that he's strength seven. Well, no, well, no, 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 more, all of that is, is, is debatable about any of that stuff, but really, it, it doesn't say he has any kind of hand weapon. Um, really, everything has a hand weapon. No, but everything is called out as having a hand weapon. We read through every other entry in the book, and they all have Yeah, a I think it specifically says in the army book that if nothing is listed, then it's assumed to have a hand weapon. But why wouldn't he fight with the spear? It does not say because that it, it is. It doesn't say profile. that it's a ranged weapon. Well, it doesn't have a combat profile, right? So you just you just fight with it as regular we'll see. as regular strength. Here's the thing, and I know I know we shouldn't ever base it on fluff, but. The fluff above does say that that is his normal hand weapon. He just has a habit of throwing it at people. So yeah. I remember reading that in his fluff, right? So I, I know we shouldn't ever base rules off of fluff, mm -hmm. but I would say that the president, like Aiden says, every other every other unit in the book here, probably even the the great eagles. No, not the great eagles, but every other unit has hand weapon listed. Araloth has hand weapon and his spear listed. But this is obviously so, not, I mean, it has no combat profile, this weapon. It doesn't anything, need but, one because, well, I mean, other than the fact well, that it just says it's a magic weapon. But obviously none of the rules that are listed under this profile would be used in combat, the strength sure. of seven or the multiple right, right. wounds. Yeah, but look at, look at the Hawk's Talon. The Hawk's Talon says uh -huh. it's a missile weapon with the following profile, right? Whereas the spear says... It's a magic weapon that can be used to make shooting attacks. Okay. Um, and so, so let's let's assume. So is the difference just that whether you would get magical attacks in combat or not? Um, it's actually, do you get to make armor saves against his attacks in combat or not? Because there's a line by itself that says armor mm -hmm. saves cannot no, be taken against wounds caused by the spear of Kronos. Mm -hmm. And the way I look at it is, okay. Um, I would say I would say that yeah, you can't take them. And here's why, because it says shoots as a bolt thrower up above. Yep. Bolt throwers in their rules say specifically you can't take armor saves against them. So they don't need to put that in there for the shooting aspect of it. They put that down there for the combat aspect of it. 
That's what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm thinking that you would not get armor saves. I don't think you get armor saves in close combat against and if somebody attacks. wants to stab me with I'm gonna, I agree with you. And I'm going to say yeah. to anyone who, who challenges you, it's 600 points. Yeah, exactly. I spend 600 points on this, bro. Yeah. All you got to do is take some measly rune fang to get yeah. and I'm like, bro. Yeah, 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 I'd be happy to, to take no armor saves against Exactly. Him. Exactly. Somebody wants to spend 600 points on a character that can get cannoned off the table. Yeah. By all means, no yeah. Saves, right? yeah, exactly. So that's Orion. Um, uh, he, you know, he's one of those guys that you love and leave behind um, because he's just too expensive. He's too expensive. Just rock him once in the game. Oh, you, you gotta, gotta, you gotta. Um, I would love to get him into the pit at some time. Whenever, mm. maybe when we do a super heavyweight. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, he might be able to take out. Uh, only person who could take out um, Cetra, maybe. Cetra. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know what we're going to do about Cetra. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that was Lords, and we will rock on into Heroes. Yeah. So let's start off with the Humble Glade Captain, which is what the Noble has been renamed to be. Mm -hmm. um, still the same Elf Piero profile. Um, still the dude you can the only dude you can take is your BSB for an extra 25 points. Mm -hmm. He's dropped a little. Now he's 75 points base. Um, comes with the bow, light armor, hand weapon, ASF. The same arrow of Kronos rule that the Lord has. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in all round is just he's like half the price of the Lord and way better value. Yeah, agreed. Um, the only difference is he can't ride a dragon. Boo. Um, and can only take fifty points of magic items like most heroes. And leadership. Uh, he's leadership nine. Other than that, you know, almost everything about him is, is like. Chances are, if you wanted to take a Glade Lord to do something, you're probably better off taking two Glade Captains. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, I think you're going to see probably one in most armies as your BSB. Mm -hmm. um, this is, you don't you don't need it. There's certain builds that just won't need this, uh, won't need a BSB, and so you, you don't necessarily need to take it. It used to be in the previous one, you couldn't live without it because you know, you're relying a lot on Tree Man and, sure. and you needed those rerolls. But, mm -hmm. but now... So he, he gets the same enchanted arrows, um, Elven Steed, Great Eagle Stag. As we said, the Steed's only 10 points for him. So, you know, you can throw an, uh, a naked one of these guys on uh, an Elven Steed, uh, give him a great weapon and, uh, and a shield, and he'll have a four-up armor save, and he will be strength six with three attacks, and he will only cost you 93 points, which is not bad. Nah. You know, it's a little it's bad. It's a little expensive as a redirector. Um, only a five up in combat. Only yeah. a five up in combat, but he's ASF. Oh, he's ASF, so he'll he'll be um, attacking on initiative seven with a great weapon. Maybe just with the spear um, works out spear, as, a, as the better option. Spear's not bad. He becomes strength five armor piercing. I don't think I'd ever do that as a redirector. That's just too expensive for a redirector. Yeah, I, I would do that as three of them in the front of a unit and then smash face with him but you can... then he's still no better offensively than just a regular yeah. wild rider yeah. <laughs> are still better that's the ridiculous thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see doing that as in an emergency but yeah. I wouldn't build one just it's, for they're not going to fulfill the role that you know masters do in a dark elf army where well, they just those, have one up and those guys are broken roll the board on their own uh, it's yeah. just ridiculous how yeah. silly they are um, but yeah, no, they're, they're not. Um, he, I think though, um, 
and, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later. But I think you know, um, he, he's he's not a bad um, points value for what he no, what he is. Agreed. As a BSB, as a BSB, a hundred points. BSB one hundred points flat. Yeah. That's that's solid. Yeah, and uh, and you can no, no matter what kit out you give him, he's going to be under two hundred points. Mm-hmm. Um, Just have him anchoring the bowline maybe to make sure that everybody passes their swift reform test. Which is pretty like much how I run him. Yeah, you know, put him in there and give him the hail of doom arrow, which is still in the book, and we'll talk sure. about that in a sec. Um, and uh, once he's fired that hail of doom arrow and helped pass a few rerolls, then yeah. he's basically paid for himself. Yeah, and I give him the great weapon in the in the. Um, in the glade guard because mm-hmm. then you tell people oh yeah he's got a great weapon and that's three strength six attacks and so now they're not so sure about charging that well they're not charging unit. an archer unit with chaff anymore exactly yeah, so. exactly because first they have to weather the stand and shoot and then he's going to chop them to bits uh, with a great weapon <laughs> yeah so yep not bad all around with the glade captain okay uh moving swiftly on the spell singer Ah, now you can actually take a hero level Ooh. wizard. <laughs> uh, no longer are we bound to the lore of Athalaren, but instead we get all eight lores. So we've gone from being the weakest wizards in the game to being the most flexible, I think, mm-hmm. um, yep. with the combination of the Spellsinger and the Spellweaver. Mm-hmm. Spellsinger has the Blessings of the Ancients role, so he's going to be casting as a level three if you take him as a level two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good going. He's 80 points based, and then, of course, 35 points for an extra an extra level um take him on a steed an eagle a unicorn and 50 points of magic items um i think you're going to see a, a bunch more of these than you ever did before obviously sure um, i think these are a really solid choice of so many good supporting laws There's so many good supporting laws yeah just mm-hmm. nice backup laws yeah in fact in fact probably half a dozen of them are good as, as support for different types of builds indeed um i, I would take half a dozen of these <laughs> <laughs> half a dozen level ones with uh, picking your signature spell and have at it just go yeah. war of light yeah <laughs> yeah well that's the thing you can build a light council now yeah, if you, you want to um, although nah it's overdone is it i've only Kinda. ever seen i've only ever faced it once can you believe that um i i haven't actually faced it that often but you just hear about it you constantly. hear about it all the time yeah it's true maybe must, it's must be on the east coast um yeah so a, a great amount of flexibility now um for sure um, I don't think there's anything particularly stand out about them. Again, it's kind of bland, mm-hmm. but it does the job, right? Yeah. Um, and this is the, this in this case, you're not too bothered about having it bland. You know, it does no. the job, the exact job you want something yep. doing. For, so. Fairly cheap. For cheap. Fairly cheap. cheap yeah. Cheerful. Yeah. And you Scroll give them Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Okay. Uh, my absolute favorite character from a fluff perspective is next, and it's something I will probably never take. <laughs> yeah. This Shadow Dancer so so i i gotta um take a little bit of a tangent here and everybody's looking at me going god it's so late <laughs> please no more tangents do it just go for it um on the on the azurai.org forum um we created this thread about awards that you get achievements that you could do mm-hmm. with the wood elf army so the idea being uh you know every one of these that you did you could kind of check it off and, right, right. and i've seen those before in yeah. Other forums, yeah oh yeah so there were some of the ones that were the shadow dancer ones that were just hilarious. So take one at all. <laughs> no, um, defeat a unit of zombies with a shadow dancer. That that achievement was called the thriller achievement. <laughs> and then and then put a shadow dancer in a unit of a uh, oh charge a shadow dancer out of a unit 
into another unit and kill that unit. And that was called the safety dance because he could leave his friends behind. <laughs> uh, like, uh, yes, there were a whole bunch al along those lines. Oh, yeah, uh, awesome. Go check out that thread. There's about 80 or 90 in there by now. Oh, God. Uh, they're hilarious. All, all around the Shadow Dancer. Yeah, yeah. Well, not all around the Shadow Dancer. Oh, yeah. It's the whole army, you know. Um, like, uh, oops, wrong arrows. Um, when you bring the Starfire arrows against, uh, mm. against order, <laughs> order of for our forces yeah. of order, etc. Anyway. Um, so, so Shadow Dancer is is the War Dancer um, hero, hero, and so they went with the book the same way they did with the High Elf book, the Dark Elf book. They took out the custom builds that you could do of a of a basic hero mm, and, put, and put in a special character for it with their own their own lo um, lore Which and special rules. Yeah, yeah um, and it's fine. It, it would just I would prefer it if it was way better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it boils down to. He's a, the, the problem is, is um, they made him a hundred points, and they just the options are just weird. They're weird bizarre, indeed, yeah. bizarre options. So let's let's go through him real quick. He's a hundred points. Uh, weapon skill eight, um, ballistic skill six, strength four, tough elf, um, two wounds, and three attacks at initiative eight, leadership eight. So it's an interesting profile. Um, it comes with two hand weapons. Um, ASF and uh, Forest Stalker, just like every other elf, is immune to psychology, shadow dances of Loak, and talismanic tattoos, just like the um, war so dancers. All the same dances. All the so same dances. Yep. Um, and if you if you're in a unit of war dancers, you got to do the same dance as what the unit is doing. Um, Otherwise, it just wouldn't look right. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> It'd be like me at Which the dance. Which dance are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this slide. <laughs> um, so the other thing is that he can be upgraded to a level one Wizard of Shadow um, for sixty points. That's bizarre. Like, so there's expensive. absolutely no. Uh, I can take a level one wizard for 80 points yeah. on the previous page and what's going on? Um, it's not like if it was some spell that just had incredible synergy with the shadow dancer, then maybe, but you know, a level one shadow, you're probably looking at bringing miasma. I, I don't see how that synergizes incredibly well with what he does. Not really. He's already weapon skill eight. Exactly. You know, it's not so like you can reduce no the toughness to make or that anything. more expensive than a magic level normally is. Yeah, don't get it. Um, so um, here's some, here's some real shenanigans again with this guy. Of course, he's got blessings of the ancients, which gives him plus one to cast. So once you make him a level one wizard, he can he can cast with a plus two. Um, but uh, he can take magic items up to a total of 25 points. Um, the the ambiguity here is, can he take magic armor? So if he doesn't take the wizard level, can he take mm -hmm. magic armor? Sure. Doesn't say he can't. Well, except anyone who you can only... If, if you're a wizard, you can't take magic armor. But he's not a wizard unless he's unless been upgraded to a level one wizard. Level one, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think this is a fairly straightforward one, but you still get, you know, the dorks questioning. So... <laughs> um, any, I don't think there's any magic item you can really give him. Uh, so he can only take 25 points. And this is another weird thing that they did. Potion of Strength is about the only thing <laughs> yeah. I can think of. Give him the Potion of Strength. And and give all the other tricksters. Well, really, you want, yeah, you want 
two, one with the other tricksters and one with the potion of strength. Yeah. She's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, too, but then it's just absurd. Yeah, and they're still not as good as assassins. So yeah. the thing that they are good for is you can't put them in a normal unit because they got rid of the only certain kindreds can join each other. Yeah. You can put one of these guys in a normal unit, um, be that Glade Guard or... Uh, and that's going to look awkward too. He's yeah, just the one dude the dancing on the side. It could, be, it could be whatever it is. And then he can do the dance to negate ranks. Yeah. Yep. And so you could use him for that. But he has to survive in order for that to work. Yeah, he does have that's to survive. That's the big problem. Through the end, through the yeah. end of the combat. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing you could potentially do, and I have no idea how well this would work, you can give him the Shield of Tolos. It's 25 points. So he's got a one-up armor save against shooting. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if he's out on his own, at least he's not going to get shot off the board. Mm -hmm. But he's still so squishy. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, it's, I want to love it, but I can't. No. Nope. You know, so leave this one behind. <laughs> yeah. Do the safety dance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on, the Waystalker. All right. These guys are fun. These guys are fun. Um, again, they're expensive. They're 90 points. Um, they are Ballistic Skill 7, um, which is the only stat that really matters for these guys. They are effectively Waywatcher um, characters. They've got all the same rules as the Waywatcher, including the Hawkeye Archer, and they can take magic items up to a total of 25 points. So um, the big downside here is the Hail of Doom Arrow is 30 points. Mm -hmm. Oh, we sorry. The other special rule yeah, I forgot to mention for yes, is the sniper. Yeah. Um, so um, the reason that, that it's downside that you can't take the Hail of Doom Arrow is because wouldn't it be awesome to snipe with the Hail no, of Doom that's, Arrow? I'm sure that's the reason why the Hail of Doom Arrow is just outside of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's why they bumped yeah. it up yeah. five points. And then, I mean, you yeah. can take the bow of Lauren, which is fine. Which but, is, yeah, plus it's plus one to your attack, so then you're shooting twice with one of these guys. It would so be nice if he had two attacks, and then you yeah. could put the bow on him. Then he'd seem yeah. like a pretty sweet choice. So, um, again, a rules question around this one was, if you have the bow of Lauren and the Hawkeye Archer special rule, how many shots can you get? And, and can you get multiple shots with the no armor save? Um, and so, um, after going through it all, I cut a long story short, um, um, uh, even rules as written, everything you, you look at, you'll get. If you've got the Bow of Lauren and you want to make your aimed shot, which is the negates uh, armor saves, mm -hmm. you'll get two shots with the Bow of Lauren. Yeah, I wouldn't see why not. Shots. Because yeah. one is an item, one is a rule, so they don't conflict. Yeah, but the item just grants the multiple shots special rule. Uh -huh. um, and so, yeah, once you read through the different rules and, and piece it all together, and there's a good thread again on the Wood Elf form, um, that one is pretty much being laid to bed. Um, you get, you get uh, two shots, no armor saves. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. No, it's not bad, but not again, bad it's still skill seven, it's yeah. still strength strength three shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, where I found these guys useful, it, I mean, it takes a while to really chip away at at any character's wounds, even mm -hmm. even the wizards. Um, you kind of have to take multiples of these guys to yeah. really be effective at it. At which point, you're really eating into your points mm -hmm. alone. You know, at ninety points a pop, they're they're not cheap. No. Um, but they can do some stuff that's just going to really 
help out at the end of a game or, 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 you know, late game. If you can kill that wizard by turn four, that's going to give you two turns of, you know, magic dominance, which can be huge. Um, I think there's a place for these guys. Again, it's one of those things where you probably have to build your list. Exactly. It. Yeah. In certain very, very specific lists. Great. Yeah. Regular. Normally, I would probably leave it home. Um, they, they do come into play with one very tricksy list later, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, Ricky's got tricksies up his sleeve. Uh, Branch Wraith. Let's talk about that one. This one's actually not so bad. Branch Wraith. So... The saving grace about the branch wraith, it, it's a, this is the um, the dryad hero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's weapon skill six, um, strength and tough four, two wounds, three attacks, initiative seven. She's got hatred, level one wizard, lore of life, and seventy five points. Really good. Seems like, yeah, ends up looking like a bargain compared to the Shadow Dancer. Yeah, this is the one that you take as your redirector versus the Glade Captain. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, I think this is the only thing that makes dryads at all possible is if you take if you could take uh, three or four of these in a unit of dryads with a uh, lore of beasts um, mm. wizard and and go for that savage beasts mm. um, because all of a sudden these guys are going to be pumping out you know six strength seven attacks each. And that's, you know, kind of one of those living the dream moments sure. rather than anything that's really I'm sure, practical. I think I'd rather just attach it to my eternal garden, give them regen, yep. make them an even better anvil. Yeah, regen is is pretty nice as a, as a you know, especially in this army, it doesn't have a ton of uh, armor saves or right. saves or anything like that. So, um, and it's a channeler, you know, yeah. 75 points to get another channel dice. Um, I think not bad. The problem is... Uh, you know, if you think about all the heroes we just talked about, the one we think is probably the best value for points, obviously apart from the Glade Captain, this is this Branch Wraith. And she's got the crappiest um, regular unit in the whole army book, right? The Dryads, I think we can we can agree, is probably the least likely to see play. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, she's supposed to be one of those, only, only better. Right. And now you don't have a, a good place to put her. Yeah, right. You just put her in some Yeah, because she, and... she goes on a 25 mil base, so she has to sidecar with whatever. With range as well, Eternal God, she's still, you know, just poke off the Like edge. I said, I think, uh, I think you could, I mean, she's 25 more points than a, than an eagle, and she's only moved five, but I think on her own running around, she's going to be able to do some stuff and, you know, protect a flank. And she's going to take out Chaff. I mean, she's initiative seven, three attacks. Uh, with weapon skill six, strength four. I mean, that's... She's like, all right. She kills some stuff. That's the thing. Like, she's all right. I would see... There's nothing incentivizing me to take her. No. no she can kill some chaff. Why don't I just put five more true flight archers in the list? Exactly. Like, they'll yeah. kill more chaff. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, yeah, that, that's for sure. Uh, I, I think, again, uh, I'm probably... I'm very unlikely to ever take the branch wraith. I would, I would maybe take one in a fun list or take a bunch mm-hmm. in a fun list, but well, yeah, um, and if you if you are one of those people who wants to do the theme list with all forest spirits, then of course you're going to you're going to end up taking some. You're going to have sure. at least one in every one <laughs> of your dryads. A bad time for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um, so one thing we didn't cover off was the forest dragon as a mount. Um, and we just kind of, I've reached that part in the book where you can see the mounts there. I mean, it, it's a dragon with sixes all across its profile, pretty uh-huh. much. 
Um, the breath weapon is um, this soporific breath, which is very similar to the to the previous mm -hmm. breath weapon. It's only strength two, armor saves are at minus three, and if you're hit at all by it, um, you get stupidity for the remainder of the game. That's the new part. Durr. Uh, Durr, um, that can be that can be actually um, pretty. Uh, that can be okay. It can be a plus and a minus because all of a sudden they're immune to psych. Too. I would rather just have a strength four breath weapon. Exactly. Pretty much any day of the week. Yeah. On or this thing. strength two, no armor saves, and screw the stupidity. Yeah. Strength save, uh, strength two with no I armor mean, saves. Stupidity, yeah. like I said, can it's great sometimes, but it's also a benefit because immune to psych that can really mess with you sometimes, especially when you're trying to actually get stuff to run off the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Okay, so let's cover the special heroes swiftly. There's only the two. These guys both used to be lords in the previous book, and they've been downgraded to heroes, rightly so. Um, so let's start with Draika. Yeah. Draika is, is a rage against the Azrai. Um, she does not like uh, the other el the elves and so forth. Used to be in the old book, um, you could only take forest spirits, and she had to be your general if uh, you took her at all. Really? Yeah. The whole army had to be whole army spirits. had to be forest spirits, nice. which uh, happened a lot. In <laughs> so, yeah. so she got played pretty yeah. often. The, yeah. yeah. So um, she's a level two lore of shadow. Um, she causes fear, has hatred. Um, the two really cool spe um, special rules she has. Um, she has this rouse to wrath rule, which basically turns your forest spirits into ambushers that come from forests. That's awesome. So you used it against me the other day, Tom. I did. And, uh, it, well, we'll talk about lists later, but it's basically what this kind of sample list I wrote is built around. So I took three tree men and then Draka allows you to have, so you roll before the game and then D3 units of forest spirits are allowed to wake up in a forest as if they're ambushing. So starting turn one rather than turn two, you will roll a roll for each of the ambushing units and on a three up they can appear in any forest on the table, which is fun. I think I mean, it's first great. off, it's fun. Mm -hmm. Second off, it can actually be really powerful well, to have two tree men just appearing. Yeah, behind. it's totally fluffy because all of a yeah. sudden the trees are coming alive. Ah! Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, or a unit of tree can again, not to be yeah. sniffed at. Mm -hmm. um, so I, li I like that part. Um, <laughs> so Drake's profile. Before I go into the next role, um, she's weapon skill seven, strength and tough four, um, three wounds and four attacks. Um, two hundred fifty three wounds. Yeah, yeah. nice. Huh? Two hundred and fifty five points. Um, and the reason I go into that now is because her other special rule is a fanatical resolve, which is a, a better version of what the same rule was in the previous um, book. Now, if she takes a wound, um, she gets plus two attacks. So basically, when she's on two wounds, she's got six attacks, and when she's on one wound, she's got eight attacks. Yep. Um, Brutes. which is not bad. I mean, she's still any strength for, uh, but eight attacks is, is never to be sniffed at. <laughs> and it's just, it's just one of those nice things that softens the blow of your character taking wounds. You're like, oh, all right. Especially, what especially considering she's lore of shadow, mm -hmm. you know, so there's that chance where she'll roll a mind razor, uh, and on mind razor herself and give eight strength, nine attacks. Yeah. 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 And um, then if, if she's got some branch race with, uh, yeah. the of life, then they can keep healing her back up. That's true. 
Um, That's true. So that you can kind of run that balance of let her take one route and maybe put a ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big difference now is that they ruled it that that when she gets the wound back, uh, the attacks drops back down again. Yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> In the old book, it wasn't that way. Well, we want a we want a minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> ten attacks. Go yeah. go go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Draika again. I think you got to construct a list around her, but she's fun. She's fun. Totally. Okay, and lastly, but by no means leastly, the girls who break Warhammer. Yeah, they still do. break the internet. <laughs> yeah, Nestra and Arahan, the sisters of Twilight. So I'm going to start off with, with a question. I'll, I'll have to paraphrase it. Um, it was something along the lines of, if you go on a date, with Nestra and then later you cheat on her with uh, you, you you end up cheating on her with Arahan does it really count as cheating and I'm like mm, no rules rules is written I don't think you can date them by themselves yeah they're inseparable they so always form the same exactly. unit yeah you, I'm afraid it's threesomes or nothing yeah um, <laughs> so yeah um, thanks for that question guys um, I'm taking Arahan there were a few others along just the naughty one. Just the naughty one, the bad girl. <laughs> Dark side. <laughs> yeah. um, the, there was there was others along along those lines, um, but but let's let's go into these guys. So, um, yeah. no no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the sisters of Twilight are are kind of the the uh, they typify this whole dark and light thing. Um, they are um, twins, where one is good and the other one's evil. And the evil one fights good things, and the good one fights evil things. And they're the artwork on the front of the uh, of the special edition book. Um, there, I love the storyline behind them. I mean, in the previous book, they were like this little girl who wandered off, and and ended. Uh, she was called Nastraham, mm. and uh, you know, eventually she disappeared. And years and years later, came back these two twins. Um, so they are are kind of like the. Um, masters of beasts and in the wood elf fluff and so they always ride one of two mounts either a dragon um forest dragon um called keith and Hart, or um a great eagle called gwendolore so um why the big hullabaloo about about these girls so let's go let's go into the all the rules that are easy to understand mm -hmm. um so these guys have a, a they have a hero profile it's just the same as the glade captain um, and they come equipped with the Azrai spear and the high weapon, the light armor. Um, they each have one magic item called the, the, the Talon of Dawn or the Talon of Dusk. So the Talon of Dawn is Nature's weapon. It's strength five, armor piercing, flaming attacks, multiple wounds, D6. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I love it. And, and, and the icing on the cake, if it causes one or more unsaved wounds, Nestra's mount regains a single wound lost earlier in the battle. Oh, so so as long as you wound with it, you're get, your, your mount's getting a wound back. As long as you're on the eagle. No. On, on the, as long as you're on the dragon, I mean. As long as, long as you're on the dragon. As long as you're on the dragon. Yeah. Well, 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 otherwise, you're... Well, well, let's get well, j j oh, yeah, let's just hold off uh, because it's going to get <laughs> it's going to get complicated. Never date two girls at once; it only gets complicated. Okay, Talon of Dusk. But even if that was, even if it was just her on an eagle, that would be tough. 
Yes, it would. So let, mm. let's come back to it. <laughs> uh, the Talon of Dusk is Arahan's weapon. And it is range 30 inches, strength one, armor piercing, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> multiple shots, 2d6, poison detects. Um, so that is... Um, it's interesting. I mean, 2d6, multiple shots uh, at ballistic skill six. Um, that's You're still going to get a reasonable amount in, but you need to roll sixes to do yeah. anything with yeah, it. Yeah, you're looking for sixes. Um, so it's... Um, it, it could be okay. It's certainly not... It's not. It's no Talon of Dawn. No. Let's put it this way. Mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely prefer Nastra's um, bow. So... So you get your shooting attacks. Um, if you're flying on Gwendolore, you also have this Hunter's Mount special rule, which means they get to reroll all failed to hit rolls when shooting, which is kind of neat. So um, that gives you extra chances to roll all sixes. sixes yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the dragon has an extra special rule, which is um, impetuous. Uh, which is effectively like uh, as if he had a little bit like he had frenzy. He has to declare a charge unless he passes a leadership test. Um, so, so that's the only special rule different for him than the other the other forest spirits. So now we're going to Nature and Arahan special rules. Um, they just like other elves, ASF forest stalker. Um, they've got the Sisters of Twilight special rule. Um, so Nastra in close combat is plus one to wound against forces of destruction and Arahan is plus one to wound against forces of order. So that's kind of neat. Yeah. Against most things, you're going to be strength four yes. plus one to wound. So mm -hmm. nothing to be sniffed at. And then we come to the breaking part. Conjoined destiny. So let me first talk about the intention behind this rule. The idea is that because they were like this original little girl and split into two, you can never separate them. And if one dies and the other one does not, that one comes back to life. They can't even be separated by death. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is you have to kill them both in the same right. phase. There's no like, such thing as killing one and not the other. It's They yeah. are one and the same. Exactly. You have to kill them both instantaneously, effectively, right. for, um, for it to count. Otherwise, you've killed neither of them. Otherwise, you've killed neither yeah. of them. And so the rule is that if at least one sister has at least one wound remaining at the end of the phase, both are restored to their starting number of wounds. Otherwise, you can remove them both as casualties. You don't take them off the board even if one is slain. You, you wait until the end of the phase before, mm -hmm. before you remove anything. Um, should their mount be slain, they automatically form a unit. Um, they can join other units, but they both have to be able to join it. Again... That's the whole fluff thing. You got to keep them together. They're one. They're one entity. Right. Where does this become complicated? Well, it's pretty straightforward on Keith and Har on the dragon, uh, ridden monsters. There's special rules covering multiple riders on ridden monsters. Yep. You randomize the mount dies. You know that talent of dawn special rule. Very easy to understand. Cannonball hits the mount and every every rider every rider mount, yep every part of the model so stupid but yep. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> that's a whole other discussion yeah um when they get onto gwindalore that's when it becomes problematic so um gwindalore is a monstrous beast so they become monstrous cav according to the rules um monstrous cav you use the wounds and toughness of the beast mm -hmm. and the profile of the characters for and they they fight independently right right 
<clears throat> so the problem then is um, how do you account for what are the wounds and uh, toughness of Nystra and Arahan when they're riding on Gwendolore? And how does the conjoined destiny work? And there's probably several other questions that we can cover as we go into this. Um, so Tom, I know you had an opinion on this. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, it seems. I mean, this is a really tricky set of rules because you obviously you have two characters who are essentially one monstrous cavalry unit, one monstrous cavalry model, um, and we don't have that set of rules in play like we do for multiple riders on a an, on an actual monster. So my way of thinking about it is the simplest way to think of them is as a unit of two different monstrous cavalry models that just occupy the same physical space on on the field. So if a cannon hits it, you're going to count as hitting those two monstrous cavalry models. Um, you allocate attacks between the two models, mm -hmm. but they, they both count as as being a monstrous cavalry, so each one is going to benefit from the three wounds and the toughness four, yep. um, which is obviously one of the things that ends up making them pretty broken, is that then you suddenly have two elves who have three wounds each, and you've got to take off the three wounds from each of them before removing yeah. it from play. Yeah, so for sure. So it becomes very powerful if you treat it If you treat way. it that way. That's the way I would treat I'm it. I'm trying to work out whether whether that way of thinking about it leads to any um, any other problems. And the only one I can think of is as to whether they end up getting um, lookouts. Uh, for example, if they're with or near a group of Warhawk riders, would they end up getting a lookout? Because I'm trying to think of them as a unit of two monstrous cavalry now. Yep. And you only get that lookout, sir, from being near a unit if you're a single yes. character on your own. Well, but it does say if you're a single model. I said if you're a single for, model. For lookout, sir, yeah. So it, it becomes confusing. Mm -hmm. And do they both get the lookout, sir? Or does one of do them? Do they have to take it separately? Or do neither get one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other part of it that's confusing is um, if you are um, – if, if you think about why – you get the strength and or the sorry. You get the toughness and wounds of the monstrous mount. Mm -hmm. um, it's because it's supposed to represent the fact that really the beating is going on the mount, right? Which is only one mount. Which is only so. one mount, and so you know, should you then be saying that that when they're on the eagle, they only have three wounds, and you don't get to use that right. conjoined but destiny? Then that's the part. Then that's again like. Bringing that's a complete into, nerf at that point. Fluff into yeah. rules, which we can't really do. Yeah, yeah. And so um, if you start to think about it like this, what if Nestra was not on the eagle? What would Arahan's toughness and wounds be? Um, Arahan on the eagle would be tough four with three wounds, mm -hmm. right? Um, and vice versa. So why wouldn't they both be exactly. um, toughness four with three wounds? However, I feel like the easiest way to resolve the whole thing is just to say, well, Gwyndalore is just a particularly monstrous great eagle and is a monster, right? You take away all of the, all of the confusion. Yeah. Um, you have a, a neat set of rules. You now get a Thunderstump, albeit only a strength four, but it's still a Thunderstump um, at, at 275 points. Um, I don't that, like that. No. 
but I certainly feel like it's probably the easiest way to resolve. But that's not something as that we as players can just decide upon. No, that's something that would require an official errata, or yes, or or you know a tournament uh, ruling or whatever else. In fact, every tournament Even for a tournament tournament ruling, I think that would be a bit extreme because it seems that's how to be the uh, U.S. Masters changing. did it. Really? Yeah, last year that was it in seems the to U.S. Be Masters. Kind of fundamentally changing something rather than just clarifying a rule. Yeah, um, and I think that the right way to play them is is tough for three wounds each and they should be really hard to kill yeah they're mm -hmm. supposed to be hard to kill that's the point they're so. not i mean it, it's not like there's a crazy effective combat unit they're certainly still less broken than a demon prince of nurgle with a one-up armor save and mm -hmm. and the charm shield and all that crap that and, they that, and really one good organ gunshot would still kill them oh for sure yeah you know even and, with tough four yeah six wounds. anything that does multiple wounds they're, is going to wreck dead. them for I mean, sure. So it, I don't see why it's so such a big deal and people make art. So, so then when it takes hard. a bunch of hits like that, you allocate them yeah. one, like you, you split them evenly between the two. You randomize them. Essentially. I think you would probably, you, you would allocate them because they're not, there's, it's a, not like a character. In it's not a like unit. a character. You would, you would allocate. So that you'd be doing an even number of hits. So and again, you just it's, pick. it's like thinking them of it as a unit of two. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So and at that point, they're pretty easy to shoot down. I think so. I mean, they're, I they're not, really they're don't. not hard to kill. Um, and with regular shooting, mm -hmm. I think they're hard to kill in combat against, you know, uh, infantry or uh, against, you know, other things. I think there is a, I think they are a really interesting model when you have them with uh, three wounds and four tough. They're, yeah. They're a fun choice to include. And it makes them resilient against the cannonball. Yeah. I crunched the math today and it comes out at about 30% chance of killing them with a direct hit from a cannonball. Yeah. And because it, you have to roll a two up to wound each of them and then roll a, th a three up on the number of wounds to each of them. Yeah, and I think the the question about um, the lookout, sir, um, the way that I would play it is um, it's it's a single model. You treat it as a single model. You get one lookout, sir. One lookout, sir. So either they're both um, saved from the cannonball or neither of them are saved from the cannonball. Kind of goes goes with the fluff. It goes with the fluff, yeah. They, they're, they're basically, you treat them as if they're a single individual, except they're not, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then... Um, you know, once the mount is dead, if you're on the dragon, um, you know, the, there was some discussion about, um, you know, how uh, you, you know, as a unit, you, you can put them, you know, you can stack them one one rank wide and, and two deep. And then, Does it specifically say they can never leave each other? Like if they did fall off the dragon, can you then split them up? Um, let's see. It says... <laughs> like, I'm going over here. I'm going over here. <laughs> kill us both now <laughs> no it says should their mount be slain the sisters automatically form a unit um so uh so then you can split them up well i i don't think That's you can insane. it doesn't say you can't and then just hide one of them in a building or something where they can never be killed <laughs> and fling the other one into combat <laughs> Which I think was one of the kind of shenanigan type questions that was being asked. I mean, they're not um, combat characters, though. No, but if I mean, if you can't hide kill one it. in a building yeah. and you send the other one into combat, then yeah, you, you cannot die. Kill it. Yeah. 
I love it. Do um, it. <laughs> I, think, I, I, know, I would so call like, shenanigans on that one. I wouldn't because that's exactly what the fluff is saying those, those two can Leave do. the dragon in the middle of the table like, here, shoot my dragon. <laughs> like, awesome, you unleash the beast. <laughs> oh, you guys. I would... I would totally let somebody do that to me. I want to go into how um, Maestra's bow works when they're monstrous cav. Yeah. Um, so you're restoring wounds to, to the, the mount, mount, which is essentially the same as the number of wounds that the character has when they're a monstrous cav. Well, it doesn't matter because they regain all their wounds at the end of the phase. So you're not going to have any wounds um, in your own phase. Unless you're on the dragon. Yeah, yeah right. so you're right. it doesn't make any difference. And there are some of the people saying that the the um, tough four, three wounds for the whole model, um, you know, this is you only get a total of three wounds. Nah, um, that the the bow points to that so that you're, you know, you chip off a wound off of the eagle and then, um, you know, you can heal back with the bow. I, I don't think, I think the right way to play it is, uh, and you know, this is my interpretation is there's, there's, this is, uh, me taking the rules as intended rather than being able to, to, um, split hairs about everything. Um, you don't separate them ever, right? It doesn't make any sense in the previous book. You certainly couldn't. I feel like it's an oversight that they, mm -hmm. they say you, you, they don't say that anymore. I mean, the whole point is if one twin can't join the unit, the other, the other, twin um you can't join the unit at all if, if both mm -hmm. can't join um so you can't split them apart they're they're both tough four three wounds on the back of that beast um and you know just kind of interpret them as if they're one one person that happens to occupy the space of of two infantry models and then you'll get everything kind of pretty much right right um but i mean it's unlikely that they're gonna be going around on their own much no, anyway. No, not really. I mean, firstly, because people are not really going to take them on the dragon when the eagle is super awesome. The eagle is awesome, and when you when you start combining it with the Warhawk Riders for Lookout Sir, it becomes mm -hmm. even more survivable. Um, and we'll get to that when we get to the lists. Anyway, that was as much as I want to talk about those girls. Um, I really like them. Um, I want to play with them. Thankfully, most of my tournaments are organized by Ricky, so I get to play with them as tough four and three wins each. Mm -hmm. um, but you're going to—I may well do this weekend. You're going to—you're going to have to check with me. And then split them up. In. <laughs> uh, Ricky said it was alright if I just split these into two eagles, <laughs> one in the building. <laughs> hey, eagles can land in buildings. Yeah. There you go. What about the they eagle horde? The, the 18 uh, Eagle Horde with these ooh, guys in the front. Yeah. <laughs> they can't join a unit of flyers. Oh, so um, no, they got to fix that in ninth. Yeah, so um, uh, you need to check with your tournament organizer or your opponent if you're playing a friendly game just exactly what the ruling on, the, mm -hmm. on these guys is before you get started because otherwise you're going to cause a fist fight um, or, or at the very least um, some, some four-up rolling. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to roll the fault twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it resets at the end of the yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. That is every unit in the book. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about the magic items. And then we'll wrap Sparkles. it up with uh, lists and Good strategies and all of that fun. 
Okay, so magic items. Or uh, how is it that they put it in this? The heirlooms of Athaloran. Mm. Um, okay, so I think I've lost my heirlooms. Oh, there they are. The spirit sword. The spirit sword. So <laughs> this thing used to be in the previous book. It was 55 points. Now it's 85. And it effectively causes a spirit leech whenever you attack with it. Um, so it's a magic weapon. You, can't, you don't get any armor saves. And if you're a character, a champion, or a monster that takes a wound, um, both the wielder and the woundee roll 2d6 and add their leadership. And um, if the wounded model um, total is lower, it takes a wound for each point that was different with no armor saves. So it's basically no armor saves and a spirit leech. Mm -hmm. And it's 85 points. So it's lord only. He's not going to get any protection if he's wielding Just it. enough to slip in the other trickster's shard. Just enough, yes, exactly. I think it's pretty solid. I think it's terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I love the idea of it, but it's like, okay. If now, it gave like a little strength bonus as well, even just plus one strength, then maybe, but. Exactly. You know, you've got to do that wound. You've got to do the wounds in the first place. You're only strength four. Um, so. And the thing where the leadership deal would work out really nicely is against like monsters who tend to have crappy leadership, but they're going to be too tough to really hurt with your little exactly. strength four swords. So. Exactly. So Dark it's magic. <laughs> yeah. Plus one strength. So you can get you can get strength buffs and you can get toughness debuffs, but I'm like eighty five points, so I gotta run this guy. I'm running a hundred and forty five point lord character with eighty five point probably another hundred points of magic items on him, that's two forty five. Kind of mount as well. Yeah, probably. probably. So I'm bringing him up I'm just shy of three hundred points for something that's only strength four. I think no save. Strength four with no save. I mean, given the giant blade, you'd be strength seven. I mean, you're going to open more cans with that than right. you are with this thing. Um, I I don't know. I I still think it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. It, but it's it's something that sixty points. Every one of my goblins would die from this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just look at them with, with that sword in your hand, and they'd be like, eh! <laughs> "Yep." Yep. Okay. Uh, Daith's Reaper. So this is one that uh, retained from the previous book. Mm -hmm. Daith is the uh, elven master smith, and uh, this is basically the best weapon he ever made. So um, you reroll all failed to hit and to wound, and any armor saves taken against it must also be rerolled. Um, Fifty points. Successful armor saves. Yes, successful armor saves. You're right. Um, again, I love the fluff. I like the idea, but you're putting it in the hands of an elf, so it's always only going to be strength four. Yeah, but this one's more affordable, so I think it's a better deal. Yeah, you can lump it with a uh, potion of strength, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you put it on a lord, you could, um, because of 50 points. But then you don't really need the reroll to wound thing, so... Yeah. You're kind of paying for something, yeah. Yeah, and also you get to reroll ones to wound in a forest. Yeah. Not that that's going to happen that often, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like 50 points, 
it's it's tempting on a hero character, and I'm like, but he's he's going to be pretty much naked apart from sure. That. If they had made combat characters more viable in yeah. general by giving them easier ways to kind of build saves onto them, then maybe. But yeah, or I would just... love to have this on a shadow dancer, but it's just too expensive, mm. you know. Mm. Um, because at that point, I'm like, okay, strength four shadow dancer. He's doing a funky dance, and he's going to be making everybody reroll everything. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty sweet, but no. So um, those are the two combat swords. Right? Those are the two combat swords. That's all there is. Um, uh, I well, was kind of boo. I was kind of yeah, a bit I meh. Cool, meh. I, I think they're cool, but but you'll never see them. And no. Not not in a not in a super competitive situation. Mm, but is it like every book seems to have its kind of you know greater than fifty point magic sword that you generally just never see well, in let, competitive let, games. I'll contrast all. it with the Lizardman book. They've got the Blade of Realities, um, which you can't take any saves against whatsoever. It's so good. Um yeah, and they can have strength five. How many points? Correct. Yeah. It's a hundred points. That's a hundred. And then they have and put that on an old the really good one they have though is the Piranha Blade, which is D three wounds armor piercing. Um and, but again, they've got the strength five to back it up, right? Sure. And you don't get that here. If you want more than strength four, you, you're onto characters that can't take magic items. Mm-hmm. So um, really, really what they needed was either a strength boost or a multiple weapons, a multiple wounds weapon. Mm-hmm. They didn't get either. Oh, well. Um, this is why you'll see so many wood elf gun lines, I guess. Yeah. Um, the Bull of Lauren, speaking of gun lines, um, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, this was in the previous book. It's, it's had a bit of a rules change. It's 20 points now. Um, it's basically an Azrai bow that grants the multiple shots attacks plus one special rule. So this is the one where you see them putting six, six arrows on the string and shooting them all at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The downside, it can't fire enchanted arrows. No. Uh, yeah, but I mean, well, you know, it would have been real nice to be pew pewing off those, you know, starfire arrows or whatever you needed. I, I, would, I would take pop the bodkins on this. That would have been the bodkins, nice. yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Well, that was the old combo, right? Uh-huh. Uh, was the bow of Lauren and the arcane bodkins? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it ends up looking pretty tailor made for the Waystalker, if only he had a couple uh, another attack. If only you could give him more attacks with a spell. Savage Beast. <laughs> Savage Beast. He'd yeah. have five attacks uh, with no armor save. Five mm-hmm. shots with no armor save. That'd be nice. It's like turning him into his own unit of uh, Way Watchers. Well, just take with a whole sniper. Take a sniper. Like three. Yeah. Oh, no, because only one of them can have yeah, a bow. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, three of them can well, have a bow. It's, a, it's, it's only 20 points, so I think this thing's definitely yeah, going to be in a lot of lists. It's, like yeah. it's, not, it's certainly not an auto-include, no. but um, because, I mean, it really... It's still just only armor piercing strength three, but it's still good. But so. you got twenty points left over in a magic weapon slot. You, mm-hmm. you might throw yeah, it in there just throw or something. It in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Helm of the Hunt again. Uh, in fact, this is a direct translation from the previous book. Nothing changed with this one. Mm, yeah, um, it did because it was plus one strength, wasn't it, on the chart? Nope. Um, is twenty points magic armor plus one armor save. Um, Devastating charge, special rule, and plus one weapon skill on the turn you charge. So the whole idea behind this one was it it, it kind of turned you into a wild rider a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and that's still what it does now. Um, I like it. I think it's a solid item. It's not bad at all. Um, I think 
at 20 points, it's it's a wee bit expensive. Maybe. But, but uh, uh, one of those few ways to get up to a three, three up armor save, plus... Turns your hero into a lord yeah. from, in the first turn anyway, yeah. right? He's weapon skill seven, four attacks, um, which is not bad for 20 points. Mm-hmm. Okay, Acorns of the Ages. So this used to be a magic item in the previous book, like the previous, previous book, um, but you used to be able to throw it. <laughs> and so it was like this thing that you could throw and it would scatter a grenade it's like a forest grenade and and it was a great way for taking out steam tanks it was like oh there's a steam tank I'll just go throw a forest around it now you can't move mm. <laughs> so <laughs> but you can't do that anymore the acorns of the ages the way this works is um, at the start of the deployment phase before sides have been determined you you put down d3 forests um, or D3 Citadel Woods, as they say. Um, by the way, if anybody wants to get a Citadel Woods template, we've got one on our website. We've, you, can, you can download it. It's just a PDF you can print out. Anyway, so they got to be placed one inch away from each other. Then they scatter 2D6 inches, uh, or at least one inch away from each other and one inch away from other, other terrain. So effectively what it does is allows you to plop down three extra forests up to D3. So up to three extra forests. Mm-hmm. It's D3. It's random. And you choose which type you want it to be from the mysterious forest types. It's 100 points. So you got to take it on a lord. Mm-hmm. And the lord's going to be naked otherwise. Well, you could take it on that. Oh, yeah, I guess a spell weaver, right? You can take it on a spell weaver, but then, you know... You, and it's a super expensive spell weaver. Super expensive spell weaver. You could do it all blood for us and then just wait for them to come through there and <laughs> tinkle your fingers at them, right? Well, the problem is that they scatter 2d6 inches, which yeah. is, you know, quite a bit. Well, well, all you got to do, you, they scatter until they hit something. So you you place the one in the middle where you want it to be. You scatter that one first. It's not going to be able to move unless you roll directly. No, you, you scatter them uh, once you've placed them all. Then you scatter them. You place them all, then you scatter each one. You place all three and then scatter, yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. So you place all three, scatter the first one in the middle. The one in the middle is where you want it to be. The others, they might not move that much. Okay, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Because this one, unless you roll directly this way or that way, (laughs) it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So there's ways to to play with that. But then again, that depends on if you get three forests. Yep. You might only get one. You might only get one. And it's a 100-point magic item that may only give you one forest. I would say spend 100 points and take the tower and... <laughs> <laughs> take a Fosrix Folding yep. Fortress instead? Yep. Yeah. I think that that's a better value. I mean, this seemed to be like, when this book first came out, this was kind of a gimmick that everybody jumped on and was yeah. like, ooh, this could be the coolest thing in the book. Yeah. But it seems to have been popping up less frequently in lists yeah. since then. Yeah, and, and the combo was with the next item, which is the Moonstone of the Hidden Ways. Mm-hmm. So um, let's go on to that, and then we'll talk about the combo and, mm-hmm. and see what thing. So it's 40 points. It's gone up a little bit. Um, it used to be 30, but now it's not one use only anymore. It used to be just the, just the once. And this basically allows you to teleport. Take your unit. As long as you're in, uh, entirely within a forest, you can, at the end of your movement phase, teleport to another forest, or forest walk, as they say. Um, and... Uh, as long as you're not within one inch of an enemy unit or impassable terrain, and you're a holy within the forest, boom, you've teleported. So, great way to avoid combat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, great way to, um, you know, kind of get into backfield, but you need forests. Right. So this is the combo, 140 points, Acorns of the Ages, Moonstone the Hidden Ways. Sure. What do you think? So, I mean, so who's a good character to take the Moonstone with? It's got to be somebody who's going to be with a unit that you want to get into the backfield, kind of behind your yeah, yeah, enemy. So yeah, maybe the BSP you would have with the Acorn of Ages on your, on your caster. Wizard, probably, yeah. Your BSP has that. And with then every, with who? The BS, and then they're in a bunker. Oh, okay. Um, but what unit do you specifically want to get back there? Or what unit? I, I would probably just do it as Glade Guard. Okay. It's going to be something you're not going to fight because neither one of these guys are going to be able to survive anything. Right. I mean, once you spend that much points on those two items... But then you've just teleported your BSB away from the yeah. the kind of main well, bulk of the army where you want. Have you? You don't know. I mean, you could be putting them in a better position. You don't know where they're going to go. True. So it, it could be a BSB, it could just be a Quaid captain, but, you know. I've seen it taken on, um, so in a mounted unit, uh, either like the Sisters um, or the Wild Riders, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you put it on a um, hero level spellcaster. Okay. Um, so uh you you're, you teleport and then you're much closer range for casting you know whatever it is you want to cast um maybe fireball yeah um so overall i mean i've, I've taken it um i took it against you in our first few games mm -hmm. practice games that we had um i think that you know if you're in a meta that does not have a decent spread of terrain you know where you can't reasonably expect to have any forests on the table at all and you want to play with some of the um you know like maybe you want to take Drica uh, and you're taking a forest spirit list maybe then you need to have this item mm -hmm. um or you're taking you know a super themed list or something uh, in general i'm going to leave this at home 140 points mm -hmm. I, I can get a unit of of warhawk riders for that i'd much rather have them um, yeah maybe i just don't have like the imagination needed but like kind of gimmicky things like this, I always end up looking at the more reliable stuff I can get for the same amount of points and it ends up looking more attractive to me. Well, the worst um, part is <clears throat> what happens in that in that situation where you roll one forest. So now you've got your one that you get by default. And, and before every, you roll for deployment. It's before you do deployment. <clears throat> and then so one in every three games, you're going to place... You're only going to get one forest on average. Plus your normal forest. Plus your normal forest. So you place that one. You put it somewhere that you think is reasonably good no matter which side of the for of the table you get. And then it scatters 2d6 inches. And, and it goes, let's say it goes 10 inches in a direction you didn't want. Mm -hmm. um, so now you have a very obvious choice for your opponent. Um, and, well, that's 100 points wasted, right? Well, more than 100 points because you have to have a caddy for it. You have to have the caddy for it. Um, and, you know, well, you haven't wasted the points on the caddy. Um, and, you, you know, obviously you've got your moonstone as well. And it's so easily blocked, right? You know, you, you put a unit inside the... Uh, if there's only two forests on the table, all your opponent has to do is put a unit inside one of the forests and no longer you're able to teleport because you have to be one inch away and wholly within the forest. Mm. So if your unit has any kind of footprint whatsoever, it's pretty easy to block this thing. Tree man. Uh, <laughs> Stop a tree man. Well, except he, for them, he, he can't be in the unit with some. Yeah, the moonstone is is. Darn it! So I see it as like a really fun gimmick that you know 
don't want to sound like we're trying to put people off playing around with these fun things because yeah go for it go for it it. is fun um from a purely competitive level i don't know i i I don't see it um but i think like you said if you're stuck in a in an environment where you're not getting enough trees on the board and you want more trees yeah it might be worth taking yeah i I still feel like i'd rather put the 100 points into the folding fortress and throw a bunker in there (laughs) that's because you're a cheese yeah, and then put my forest right in front of that. And then yeah. <laughs> for me, the acorns, like given that you've placed them before, you know where, like where you're playing. It seems like just a line of forests directly across the middle of the table is what you would do with it. Um, to kind of, you know, if you're planning on having a, a very shooty kind of gun line army, mm-hmm. just yeah. have forests that they have to advance through while pouring true flight into there. And and curse of honor here, yeah, right, right. So that they have to take dangerous terrain tests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one for the open terrain, another one for the you know for the forest, and then another one for the open terrain on the other side again. I mean, there's definitely ways that you can do it. And you can again, you can build a list around it, right? And that's you know that's one nice thing about this army book is it really lends itself to building themes, interesting themed lists, um, and doesn't lend itself terribly well to all commerce lists. Right. We're getting so close to talking about lists. I'm kind of teasing things. Hello, do marrow. All right. Very good. Always burn. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Every list should have it. Um, it's changed a little. It's now um, straight up multiple shots, 3D6. Um, it's strength four armor piercing, which is way better than it used to be because it just used to be regular strength four. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a little better in some areas, a little worse in others. It's still 30 points. And put it on your BSB, and and you won't go too far wrong. Stand and shoot. Stand and shoot is always fun. Um, Kalangor stave. Um, this is kind of a, a. I mean, the name of the item was in before, but it's it's changed a little. Now it allows you to cast a tree singing spell, which lets you move forests around. Um, or if there's a a unit in there, um, you can you can do two d six strength four hits against that unit. Um, but you got to lose one of the spells that you know um, from your regular lore. So 20 points, taking up an arcane item slot to lose a spell to get this ability to move trees around. Again, it's kind of gimmicky and story-like. Yeah. Um, and you're never going to see it. And speaking of things you're never going to see, here's two banners. <laughs> um, I think the banner of the Eternal Queen, I was playing with getting that in some of my lists because I, I think it is actually okay. But at 100 points, it's too spendy for what you get. Well, it, so it gives you MR3, and, and once a game, you get everything in the unit is unbreakable. The problem is that the it explicitly says that you're unbreakable until the end of turn or until the bearer is slain, whichever comes first. Which always is going to happen. Which is what's <laughs> always going to happen. Right. Because it's BSB only at 100 points. Uh-huh. And his two wounds four, with a shield. Four up armor maximum because you can't put any magic goodies on him. Absolutely maximum four up armor. So, so yeah. It's just that's the part that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, right, you know, unleashing that unbreakable rule is like, okay, kill my BSB now. No, you make that magic resistance two and a 50-point banner. 
and yes, uh, put it on Wild Riders or you know something like that, something where where one of the units in the in the army could take mm-hmm. it. And speaking of banners that won't be taken, so that was as uh, Ariel's banner. Here's Orion's banner, the banner of the Hunter King. Um, so you get the Vanguard special rule, and you get to reroll your first failed charge of the game. I mean, that's a really good set of rules. I like that, but it's 75 points, so it has to be BSB only. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you ever want to re-roll its first charge of the game is Wild Riders, which already have the Vanguard special mm-hmm. rule. I mean, maybe if you're taking a great stag in a unit of Wild Riders, and so you don't lose your Vanguard, but... Uh, but at that point, you've got a naked BSB on a great stag. Sure, yeah. and you can already get the banner that lets you re-roll all failed charge distances. For 55 right? points, 55 points yeah, so. which is actually better. Yeah. You know, um, and, and you can just be on an elven steed and have you retain your vanguard. It uh, kind of fell flat on the mid- The banners, items. yeah. The banners are poo. Just the items in general. The items in general not, are poo. Yeah. yeah, you got the uh, you the got bow. the bow and the arrow yeah. and a bit the helm. And that's otherwise. about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the ones you're going to see if you're fighting against wood elves. Um, you're pretty much always going to see the hail of doom arrow. Um, but if you've fought against wood elves at all in the past, you have always seen the hail of doom arrow. So nothing new. There. <laughs> it's like the doom rocket. It's always going to be there. Yep. Or so we hope. Okay. So that, uh, that was magic items. That was all the army list units. That's the army book review. Well, let's go into talking about army lists, archetypes, how to win with it, cool strategies, all of that fun shenanigans. Okay, so we're going to talk through, um, we each kind of curated um, a list here, and then we're going to talk about maybe some of the archetypes that, that uh, these lists represent and other archetypes that'll be fun to build. Um, and, uh, and then we'll talk about what we expect to see most often and, and then how to, how to beat them. And uh, in, interspersed with all of that, we'll talk about maybe magic lore choices, because I think that really affects kind of the build that you're going to make, because... Um, very much with this army, um, your your synergies are very important, and one of the big synergies is is your magic lore choice. So, Ricky, why don't you kick us off? Um, our our king of infantry. Yeah, so I, I do love the infantry. I didn't go with any cav. Uh, I do have two eagles though, so I guess technically it's not all infantry. But um, I am a big fan of the Eternal Guard. Um, so I went with a big block of thirty five Eternal Guard. Uh, with full command. Um, then I also have, um, the way I saw this would be um, uh, two two teams, kind of. Um, one's going to be a team with the Eternal Guard combat block, two uh, blocks of ten Glade Guard, one with uh, Hagbane, which is the poison, and one with True Fire, or True Flight, which is the, uh, you know, no penalties for shooting. Um, and so that's one team. The combat goes behind. True flight goes in front of that. Poison goes in front of that. Hopefully I shoot, shoot, soften stuff up, and then flee back through the combats and then countercharge with the combat. So I had two teams that were set up to do that. Okay. Um, so the other team was Wildwood Rangers because I love, I 
just love everything about them. Um, I do think that maybe I would want to do something to give them stubborn. I didn't really build out the characters in this list, so maybe doing um, a crown of command into this unit somehow might actually be a smart thing to do. But 35 Wildwood Rangers with the Banner of Eternal Flame, um, these guys are going to be monster killers. Um, they're going to try and take down the big uglies or anything that causes fear, stuff like that. Um, I'll try and use them for that. Again, they have the team of the True Flight and the um, Hagbane. Um, and then to go with each one of those teams, each team gets uh, a unit of six scouts that have... One has Starfire, one has Moonfire. I kind of felt like this was a all comers list, so why not have one of both? I know that you're pretty much only going to need... Which one is it? Starfire? Probably. I don't think you need any when you've got uh, 35 Wildwood Rangers with the Banner of Eternal Flame. Well, it's like, hit it, that A-bomb, do it! I want to I I soften it up before it gets there anyways. Oh no, you're um, going to kill that thing in one turn. So I have those two those two units of scouts. You know, it's only 12 shots with, with uh, flaming, but that does do something. Then I have two small units of Waywatchers, two of six. So that gives me some armor pen and um, some also some just more shooting if I need it, and then two eagles. Um, I paired this with a Spellweaver, um, level four with Shadow. I figured with the two combat blocks um, and the shooting, Shadow, because Shadow can take down toughness, correct? Yep. Yep, that's what I was looking for. And then also, you know, hopefully, I thought that paired well with my kind of mixed arms list here. Yeah. Um, and then I had a, just a uh, Glade Captain with as the battle standard and another one that was the general. Um, I didn't bother with a Glade Lord. Um, so I'm still leadership nine as my highest leadership. Um, maybe the Eternal Guard should have this um, standard of discipline and put the Glade Captain in there so I'd have ten. But yeah. and like I said, I didn't really put a lot of thought into the characters. Um, right now I'm sitting at 24.58, so there's, you know, there's about 40 points to play with. I could probably try and do some of those other yeah, little I, tailoring things. I think I think it's a, a pretty fun list as far as infantry goes. Um, yeah. uh, I like the idea of, of having the, the arrows out in front and the double flea through the... Yeah, I like that. ...through mm -hmm. the, the, the big blocks because they're not going to panic, um, you know, with leadership 10, well, especially if you can get the stubborn and... Yeah, Wildwood Rangers are immune to panic. They're immune to panic, so. and the Eternal Guard will have the BSB in there with a the reroll, yeah. so they'll be fine. Um, the... Um, I, the only thing that I would change is I would probably yeah, probably just drop the the fire arrows on the scouts um, to free up some points for whatever you need in your characters or or tweak them a little because uh, I, I don't know I don't, I don't I think you don't need that much firepower <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> well you're probably right um, and maybe I just put the fire arrows on the battle standard yeah you know just uh, the Glade Captain and the Battle Standard both have a flaming arrow, and they'll yeah. just take a pop shot and, and try and try and spill yeah. a regen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know, originally I had intended the Deep Wood Scouts to be uh, cheap redirectors, but right now six of them with the with the bows or with the 
flaming arrows is 102 points. That's pretty expensive. So if I dropped off those and maybe even just took them down to five mm -hmm. models, then they they can be quite cheap. Cheap redirectors yeah. if I need them. So. Yeah, they go down to 65 points at that yeah, point. So. Here is an interesting thing I just thought of, inspired by that list, because you're saying you take a glade captain, you're, you're going to put probably one captain in each of those mm -hmm. um, blocks. Yeah. If you have the banner of eternal flame um, on the block and you take the bow of Lauren, your shots are going to be flaming. Four shots. They? Oh, no, because it's a magic item. It only flaming doesn't transfer think, onto magical. I think that banner, hold on, I think I'm, I could be wrong, but I think that banner specifically says only your magic uh, or your combat attacks. No, no, no. No, the banner is not only combat attacks, but it's I flaming think flame, attacks. Under the rules for flaming attacks, it says they don't transfer onto magical attacks. Right, they're not magical, but they are. Oh, the bow of Lauren would be magical. Oh, right? okay. So I wouldn't transfer onto the no, bow of Lauren. The bow. Yeah, I guess it is a magical. It's a weapon. magic item. Yeah, that's right. It's not firing the enchanted arrows, but it still must that's be true. magical attacks. Yeah, that's too bad because it does say it's just a normal. It's a. It's one of the bows, so it gives you the minus one. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah. That's just noodling at that point, but. Yeah, that's I thought, cool. I thought that that would be um, fun. I thought it would look good on the table too. Having you know, you get to have some bows. You get to have the big, um, you know, Klingon weapons. You get <laughs> you get to have the Eternal Guard with their spears. You you kind of get it all. And yeah. um, I think I just think it would look good on the table. It's you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of mobility, um, so you are going to end up taking those charges. You know, you do need those eagles and those scouts to try and redirect things. Redirect things and time that to where you you want them to happen. But um, but it's a, it's a it's a wood elf battle line, right? Yeah, that's which you know is not is not something you commonly see. Yeah, um, and I really like the idea of it because if you if you read any of the books, you know that that they definitely have that happen. You know, they get in the big open glades and they're defending their cities mm -hmm. and what have you, and they've got you know big ranks of troops and mm -hmm. what have you. So, and we were asked uh, about whether combat lists could be viable for wood elves, right? And that's kind of a yeah, that's a an, combat combined with shooting support. Yeah, for sure, list. that's an infantry list. I think I think for sure, uh, Lore of Shadows are great one to go with this. You know, because you mind raiser either of those units, and it's adios muchachos. Um, I think the dropping of the of the toughness is also going to be mm. great for it. Um, uh, yeah, it's a great support lore for for well, pretty much for elves in general. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Tom, you want to go next? Yeah. So my I'm going to just go through the exact list that I played with the Gates Aiden the other week. This was kind of my take again on a kind of more combat oriented wood elf army than we used to say and also my attempt to kind of try and revitalize the tree man who i see as like an iconic wood elf thing and i was kind of That's disappointed like yeah i know i was kind of disappointed that they got a bit of a nerf and won't be seen so much but we did hint at the fact that tree men could be successful if they were kind of spammed so this is the tree spam list nice um so my general is just that level four tree man agent um yeah. oh and Wait, is this a twenty-five or is this, this is my twenty-five hundred okay, okay. list? And I'll I'll talk about the end how I could bump this, how I could potentially bump this up to three thousand point list to use in tournament <laughs> upcoming. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's my general level four ancient life. Uh, like we said, life is a great law 
um, when you have a lot of trees on the table. For sure. And also dwellers, which, yeah, enough said. Dwellers. Yep. Possibly the most devastating spell in exactly. the game. Just, and also something to just help me uh, work against big hordes, which there's not really much in this list to work against. Um, so then in Heroes, I have Draker. Yeah. That special character we mentioned who allows D3 tree men to ambush. So that's kind of the mechanic around which this built this list is built. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll go into the tactics a little bit at the end. And then my last um, character, I put a Glade Captain BSB flying round on an eagle with a potion of strength, helm of the hunt, and a dragon bane gem, um, shield, Azrae's spear. Um, so... Normally a little bit risky to just put the BSB out there on an eagle flying around where he can be hit with a cannon, but it's target saturation. I have a bunch of other really good targets in this list, so but yeah, if, he's if you a, want to concentrate all your cannons on my BSB, go for it. As long as you get the first turn, he should be fine. If they go first and he's the only thing on the table before those other things get to ambush, then... <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah, they'll be like, well, let's shoot that yeah. guy since i got nothing else to shoot. But, but this guy on the charge, because of his hat, he has... Um, four attacks that when he drinks the potion of strength they're going to be at strength eight so I'm also quite happy just pinging him into a little unit of, like a small strength unit of knights armor piercing. strength eight armor piercing so he's <laughs> going to just ping into a unit of five knights or even some demigriffs or something mm -hmm. and maybe do enough damage to, to get them to run with always strikes first so you yeah. might get the rerolls yeah. exactly yeah. Serious, serious output there so those are my three characters then in core I go for a unit of 21 eternal guard medium-sized unit, kind of a, a nice size for that unit, mm -hmm. I think. Um, three ranks of seven, so you're getting the 21 attacks, um, connectors. A little bit of an anvil, especially the fact that they're stubborn. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to want to put them in against super high damage output stuff, but um, against a lot of units, they'll act as a nice, a nice little um, anvil while you try and arrange the tree men around them and stuff. And then just two units of uh, 12 Glade Guard on True Flight Arrows, um, and their job is to just get rid of Chaff, because when combat happens, I want it to be on my terms, and I don't want Redirect to Chaff getting in the way. In Special, I've just got two units of six Wild Riders. Awesome. Glass Cannon. Massive damage output. Um, one of those units, I put the Banner of Eternal Flame on, because I just want something that can deal with Regen. And that actually came in pretty handy against uh, the the, the Skaven that I played against the A bomb in the game I played against Aiden Skaven. Um, Ricky then, Skaven, I Ricky Skaven, General yeah. Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> in rare, I've got two tree men, strangle roots on each. Although after playing the game, I'd probably take the strangle roots out. They didn't do too much. So Save up to some four points. Four tree men now. No, three we're just three. Oh, we're three because three. Yeah. we've just got the ancient and the two regulars, right. and then two eagles for my redirect. So the kind of so the strategy is um, hopefully roll with Dryker for two ambushing trees. Hopefully, also there's a wood somewhere on my opponent's side of the table, and I can pop two tree men out there. Hopefully in the first turn. So there's a lot of hopefully coming into it. In the meantime, the Ancient just stays back with my main battle line because that's my general and I want her his leadership. Um, ping a few things with the, the Glade Guard and then try and just set up some multi-charges with tree men potentially coming from the back 
acting as kind of uh, anvils, but from behind, and then the wild riders um, coming into the front or yeah. flanks yep. in some combo charges. I actually managed to combo charge with all three tree men at once against the Skaven as well, and that was fun. Yeah. Even though the tree men have lost some damage output, three together. Oh, and against the infantry, they will right yeah, face. with the thumb sure. stomps. I think two turns, I turned through that block of... Yeah. 50 slaves. Yeah, two turns. Yeah. So I, I think, um, yeah, the, the, even if you don't get that, um, that D3, even if you only roll one, um, or you, maybe you don't have that forest. If there's not a forest there, yeah, then I just have three um, three men. This is one of those lists still a good list. that the acorn would be good for. Yeah, it this would. Is, this would be a really, because once you throw Drycha in there, then saturating the table with forests all over the place, they don't need to be in a specific place, but you just want to have at least one close to each side of the table. It would be awesome, but I have no lord level character. I know, I know. <laughs> also, Draka works well in um, in a tree man heavy list, not just because of the ambush thing, but because she is a shadow wizard. Yeah. Um, and Miasma is always nice when you've got tree whacking going on. So. Yeah. Drop that initiative. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. So it's just a nice way to. I knew that in this list, I wanted to have some shadow in there, so. Drake just seemed like a nice way to work that in. Well, and the very nice thing about it is you throw a one dice miasma with her, um, you know, because it goes off in a three plus, mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I'll one dice miasma your, you know, um, your demon prince, or, you know, you're something that's, that's you don't want to have taking D6 wounds that's mm -hmm. in combat with a tree man, and they're going to have to, um, you know, throw two dice at it sure. um, to make sure that it, it doesn't go off. And rolling her two spells on the Law of Shadow, I'm likely to get one one thing that's going to be useful anyway, and then just trade the other for my asthma. So. Yeah, for sure. So it's just a nice way to work a Shadow Wizard in there. Cool. So yeah, I mean, and I played this list against um, the kind of Horde Skaven army. It lost, but I was pretty happy with how it worked out. Yeah, it was only lost by a few points. It lost by yeah. a few hundred points, yeah. but it was so much fun just having trees <laughs> appearing all over the place. The trees were pretty scary. Yeah. Like, oh, like crazy combo charges <laughs> with everything. Yeah. And I have to say, even, like, this is not a shooting heavy wood elf list, just two units of 12 glade card with true flight, but I still felt like I had a lot of shooting. Yeah. Just because they're hitting everything all yeah, the time. Yeah, for sure. So it felt great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, so to bring this up to a, a slightly larger list for a tournament, 3,000 point, I would just add Dirthu in there for an extra 385 points and then a hundred extra points in core somewhere. Yeah, so perfect. Then I got the four tree list. Can't wait. Rah, monster mash. <laughs> yeah. Rah, jump, jump, jump. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Cool. Okay, so for my list, um, I'm actually just going to talk us through the list that, that I brought to Wet Coast, um, which is kind of the MSU uh, list and it's it's MSU good stuff I guess is the, mm -hmm. is the easiest way to think about it. Um, so the I, I got a spell weaver level four um, to spell scroll talisman of preservation on an elven steed. Um, she is bunkered in a unit of um, eight sisters of the thorn with full command um, leashbone pennant. Um, I, I run those three wide and three deep. So she hides behind the full command. It can be right in the center of the unit, um, unless I need her to cast Penumble Pendulum, at which point I move her to the front of the unit so that she's not, you know, hitting one of her own dudes. Oh, it's only initiative, though, right? It's only initiative, yeah, and on a six, and yeah. then you've got a four aboard, so sometimes I don't even bother. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Glade Captain as my BSB. 
Um, I really like this build out um, for Glade Captain. Anyone who's listening can feel free to reuse it. Um, it is the Hail of Doom Arrow with a charm shield and an opal amulet. Um, and, and in this case, I've given him True Flight to go in a True Flight Glade Guard unit and a great weapon, like I was talking about earlier, to be that extra protection. What does the opal amulet do? It's a four up ward against your first wound, ah. and it's only 15 points. So the charm shield takes off the first hit. And the opal amulet then takes off the first wound after that. And so it's actually pretty hard to, to get a wound off on him because he's way back in a unit of true flight. And, and he's got a couple of layers of protection mm. without having a hard, you know, four up ward or two mm. or five up ward or whatever, which just costs more points. Right. Um, so for all under 50 points, you can get that build up. Um, okay. So that's my only two characters. Um, then core is made up entirely of Glade Guard, four units of 10. Um, three are running True Flight, and one's running Starfire. Um, again, the Starfire is just to ping off the regen on those annoying units. Um, everything great is in special. I got three units of six Wild Riders with shields. Um, <laughs> the thing with Wild Riders is people know they're really good. Um, yeah. And so everybody is starting focus on them. Yeah. Focus on them. Um, and so it's a kind of a target saturation thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I dispel stuff as much as I can against them. And, um, even if I only have four left by the time they get into combat, that's still 20 attacks. It's going to wreck face. How so, many, um, points is six? Only 168. So not a whole lot. Oh, oh, so nice. So, so nice. Yeah. So good. Yep. When um, you get buying like the main combat punch of your army for like, 500 points for those three units. That's yeah. just awesome. Oh, look at that. I had a I had one with a standard bear and a gleaming pennant, and I totally forgot never used it the whole game. <laughs> um, the whole tournament. <laughs> um, then I've got the eight sisters that I mentioned earlier um, and three Warhawk riders. Um, and I, I absolutely will not build an army list without uh, three Warhawks anymore. They are, they are far and away the most flexible unit in the game, in the, in the army. Um, because they can do a little bit of everything and they can perform a whole bunch of different roles. Did you give them any special arrows or no? They can't take them. They can't? Okay. No, no. Three Horrible Hawk Riders, just naked, 135 points. Won't, won't, won't build a list without them. Um, then I took two units of nine Way Watchers and two Great Eagles. And so people know that Way Watchers are awesome too. So now they've got five targets of things yeah, that they have exactly. to put magic missiles into and shooting into. And then... People are normally like, oh, I better magic missile those way watchers. And then by second turn, they're like, oh, crap, there's a bunch of wild, wild riders. riders. <laughs> <laughs> or, or vice versa. Yeah. You know, I got to hit those wild riders. Oh, I'm getting shot to death by way watchers. So um, that's the list. That's 2,500 points. Um, I played it a bunch. And, you know, I'm going to change things up a bit. This is very MSU, right? You know, there's, I don't know, 13 units in there or something ridiculous. <laughs> Um, so you're pretty much always going second. So you can safely take your, um, Vanguard with your wild riders and know that you're going to be able to charge the first time you're able to move just because you don't get the very first turn. Um, the tricky part is it, you know, it's so much shooting, right? It's actually kind of boring. There's just like, there's 40 shots from the Glade Guard and then there's, you know, uh, 18 shots from the way watchers or 36 shots. If you're doing the multi-shot, uh, you even have shots from the sisters of the thorn and the warhawk riders. If you get desperate, um, I actually found that, that the 
constantly moving and running away and moving around and, and whittling down and whittling down and then finally attacking. Um, while I enjoy that style of Warhammer to a certain extent, it takes a long time. And in a two and a half hour, especially against someone who maybe doesn't know all the rules of the Wood Elves or mm-hmm. doesn't know all the rules of the game, in a two and a half hour time slot, um, there were a couple of games where we didn't get past turn four. Right, and it sounded like some of those games were ones in which the last couple of turns would have made the difference between you for sure because you're whittling and whittling and whittling, and then you go in for the coup de grace. Um, And so, I'm definitely going to be looking at at evaluating some other options when I come to my old commerce. But let's let's talk a little bit about lore choice. It's interesting we both chose Shadow. I mean, it is the obvious choice. Um, I kind of find it it doesn't match with how I want to play Warhammer. Um, it's very much a debuff um, kind of uh, lore, and then occasionally you're gonna, you know, want to throw that mind razor in for all the crazy strength. Um, but uh, definitely very effective, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Yeah, I mean, withering is the standout spell, and you've got all of that strength three shooting. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the the tricky part is that everybody knows that withering is yeah. the standout spell, so right. they just keep all their dice for the withering. Um, and if you get a crappy magic phase, all you've got is strength three shooting, mm-hmm. you know, um, which happened to me. I couldn't shoot down a demon prince because double ones. I really liked um, dark magic with yeah. your army. That yeah. first game we played. Well, the first two games. First two games. Played. Yeah. Oh, it seemed like really, a really aggressive. Yeah. Um, In your complimentary face. Kind of. Yeah. The fast moved play style i i like that too i like the one dicing of the power of darkness mm-hmm. give this uh gives the sisters a strength boost i could see taking a dark wizard in a unit of wild riders even and you know those guys being strength six on the charge um with the armor piercing would be even mm-hmm. nastier um i i definitely think there's better uh, uh more aggressive lores to take than the lore of shadow mm-hmm. um it, it very much well, you know, mm-hmm. from a theme perspective, it very much you know works as you're kind of in the shadows and you're right. you're staying back. Um, so I, I definitely want to explore more of the lores and, and figure out what we can do. Um, one, you know, lore of beasts was one that we used to be able to. You took lore of life in yours. Um, I think that's still a solid. Yeah, yeah, solid especially in, especially with a lot of tree men, that's always going to be a solid choice. Oh yeah. I'm going to go through really quickly another list that, that I will never build. Okay, and then I have another one too that I would <laughs> cool. probably going to proxy just to try Rick's one is hilarious and I want to play against it. <laughs> I, might, I might try and proxy this. Um, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Um, so this is the Sathela list, um, where Sathela was the, the Pine Crags kindred, so all of the mm-hmm. Eagle Riders and Warhawk yeah. Riders and everything. Awesome. So everything flies. Uh, I got a Glade Lord on a great on a great eagle, giant blade, helm of the hunt, dragonbane jam shield. Um, I got a spell weaver with the talisman of preservation and a power stone, level four wizard on Lord Beasts on a great eagle, Nastra and Arahant on a great eagle. Mm. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, Glade captain with a dragon helm and the ogre blade and the battle standard on a great eagle. <laughs> uh, I got thirty wild riders in court. 
Uh, sorry, Glade Riders in core. Sorry, oh, not Wild Riders. I was like, what? Glade Riders. <laughs> Rewrite the list. <laughs> like, we missed something. <laughs> it, it's late and my eyes were confusing. Yeah. Glade Riders in core um, because that's the only thing that I can put in core that seems yeah. to feel themey. Yeah, it feels. It's as close as you can come, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then I've got... I, I'm still tooling around exactly with this build out. Um, I think I will probably take... Um, a, like two units of eight Warhawk Riders, something along those lines. Um, and the reason for those guys is to provide the lookout, sir, for all the characters. Mm. Because when you begin to get that four-up lookout, sir, um, on a cannonball or anything like that, everything becomes much more survivable. Mm. Um, you know, a four-up lookout, sir, on a spell, against the Spellweaver, they get that four-up lookout and then a four-up ward. Um, and my guy's going to stay alive a bit longer. And then a couple of Great Eagles. And so everything flies. Um, the lore of beasts is in there because um, you know you really want to get he that savage. Well, <laughs> he, he, she can't cast it that one because uh, she's mounted, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's too bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> no chimera riding an eagle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know to get off that savage beast, yeah. um, the Wissens even you know is going to wreck face. Um, so that's a very fun flying list, um, ambushing core, and uh, you know you move very very quickly, and and you just want to try and get into combat as pretty much as quickly as you can and cast some buffs. Fun. So that fun. one um, kind of dovetails into the all ambushing army, where you can do all your core can be the um, glade riders who ambush. You can do the um, scouts and way watchers for your special and you can do a way stalker or a couple of way stalkers if you if you like or a half dozen way stalkers yeah if you you know in your hero slot and those are all scouts so you walk up to the table you put down your your woods and you say i am done deploying enjoy yeah. <laughs> and then you have to wait for your um, then you wait and see exactly how the army yeah, is laid out yeah. and then you get opinion. to put everything out and all your you know, all your Glade Riders get to come on from table edges. All your um, all your scouts get to be put down. You can put them back in your deployment zone if you want to, ultimately. Or you could put them all over the table, hide them all over the place. It's going to really, really mess with some people. It might not work, but... It's, 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 it's a fun gimmick. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you know you want to play it yeah. at least once. I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. um, the interesting thing is with your scouts, you can give them banners. Yeah. So you could take that leadership banner if you want to on one of your units and put your and there's no your waystalker in there on them either, right? Um, what do you mean? They, they they're five plus. There's not oh, yeah, yeah. five to you can take as many more. scouts as you so want. So you can yeah. have enormous units of scouts, you know, <laughs> thirty scouts with a banner. So all of a sudden you can claim objectives, things like that. Uh, if it, that's if funny. Been, yeah. So um, and then so yeah, if, if people want to play that one, it's a fun list. I I totally suggest you proxy it with your buddies and just have fun with it because it'll it'll be yeah. It's an interesting tactical challenge to start the game with nobody. To... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna feel very much like dawn attack where you have to deploy your whole army and hope that you uh, you know did it right. Then I have one more list here, um, and I came to this list based on. Um, when I was writing my other list, I kept thinking, how do I get a few more shots in there? How do I get a few more shots in there? And the way you do it is by not taking anything but shooting. Um, so once again, <laughs> this, this is the all shooting list. This is a hundred percent shooting. Um, 
The 40k uh, list. It's 145 shots um, base. If you start counting the multi-shot things, it can get up to 170-ish, I think. Um, so you have to have a general. So I have one Glade Captain with the Bow of Loren and the Hail of Doom. He's um, the other. The other thing that's uh, kind of important about this list is it, it's true MSU. No unit is more than 200 points. Mm-hmm. Um, the Glade Captain is actually the cheapest thing in the in the whole list. He's only 131 points, even with his magic items. So the the whole thing is keep it cheap, keep it spread out across the board, and just shoot everything yeah, down. No one thing being a yeah. obvious yeah. target. So people aren't going to really, you know, if they do get to me, they're going to win. That's that's true, but. Um, that's a lot of shooting they have to weather. That's to get a lot there. of shooting, and it's all split up into u- small units, so I can, I don't have to waste shots. You know, usually if you have a big fifty-man block of something, you're going to have a lot of overkill and waste a lot of shots. These are all ten-man groups, so I have um, five blocks that are hagbane. So that's <sighs> fifty poison shots split up into five ten-man groups. They all have musicians. Then I have. Four blocks with true flight and musicians. Oh. So that's a 40 shots without any penalties. I have three <laughs> units of scouts. One of them is 11 um, models only because I had the extra points for for that. And so I just threw it into that one unit of scouts. So I have one unit of 11, two of, two of 10. Those all have the starfire. Okay. Okay. Um, probably don't need the Starfire, but I gave them to him anyways because I just want to burn, baby, burn. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, in the rare, I have two blocks of or two units of ten Way Watchers, and those are the most expensive units. Those come out to exactly two hundred points, but um, even so, whoa. So you're looking at devastating shooting phase, absolutely pathetic combat phase. You're still um, you know, the, the skirmishers are going to be fairly mobile, but you're still not very mobile. You're still an all-infantry army. Um, absolutely no magic. Yeah. You're just going to eat whatever magic they throw at you, <laughs> and you're not going to care. And oh, my God. With any luck, by the end of turn two, you have shot off any unit that was a bunker for the wizards. Yeah. And the wizards are dead. So that's what your hope is. Wow. That's... Um, so Tom has agreed to play this, so yeah. we're, we're, we're going to do this. So we're gonna, if we can proxy that many, yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven. Is that why you were asking me how many Glade Guard I had? No, I was asking that because I was thinking about taking a whole bunch to, okay. to, to the tournament. Yeah. Well, I have um, 20. So, <laughs> you know. so I think the way that um, I, I'm likely to change my list, um, I think it has um, more than enough shooting, and it actually needs to be tweaked a little bit. I think... I actually think the right build-out is probably um, uh, a unit of maybe 15 Glade Guard or thereabouts mm-hmm. with True Flight um, and a unit of similar size with the Hagbane um, so that I can have one for taking out um, Chaff, you know, delete a Chaff thing per turn yeah. or close on, um, one for taking out uh, Monsters, um, and war machines. And war machines. Um, although <clears throat> the uh, Warhawk Riders are are very effective mm. at that too. Um, and then probably a block of Eternal Guard. 
um, of around about that 21 sort mm-hmm. of size. Um, and that's the, that's the core. And I think everything else is reasonable. Um, I, I think I, I probably will um, change up the lower a bit. Dark, I think, is a good, a good choice. Um, I think uh, high is actually a very good choice. Yeah. Um, but but it's not an aggressive choice. It's a flexible choice, right? It's a toolbox. Plus, choice. with your kind of build, where you keep the wizard in that very mobile, well protected kind of sister bus. Yeah. I don't know if if the uh, wound tokens thing will no, end up being that it, important. If I if I took high, I would put uh, I would put her in uh, unit of wild riders. Probably. Oh yeah. Yeah, probably. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I need to experiment a little bit yeah. more with it. Um, I think that lore of metal is probably a really good level four lore for the for the army. Um, I think it it uh, you know gives you another tool for dealing with armor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a reasonably good set of buffs. It's got a great number six spell for taking out big hordes. Um, you know I I like it as a as a lore. I mean, you've used it a whole bunch. Against I use me. it all the time yeah. Yeah, with my chaos dwarfs. And yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm a but big I find fan. it. I find it works really well with things that already have a moderately good armor save, and you kind of push them to one up territory. Right. With it, and so For wild riders. Wild riders. That's excellent. I mean, well, yeah. two up armor save on my wild riders. Yeah, if you can multi charge some wild riders and then do the bubble version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Nasty. Um, I I think there's there's definite. Uh, uh, legs in trying a light council. There's uh, legs in having um, uh, lore of heavens. Is heavens, yeah, is a fantastic lore. Yeah. Um, and and multiple low level um, heavens casters is no bad thing. And mm-hmm. ice shard spam is great. Um, I think some of the things I want to try. I would like to try taking multiple units of sisters um, of the thorn because. Um, they're great as fast cav units just yeah. by themselves. Yeah, um, fantastic. Use them more in that pure fast cav role rather than the bunker role. Yeah, exactly. And then now you've got um, uh, channelers who are also, you know, really indestructible fast cav. Mm-hmm. Um, and and overall, I think I think there's a lot of 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 possibilities. But here here's we'll go into talking about the balance in the book. Um, forest spirits just don't feel like they are. They are super viable, no. right? Um, as a as an anvil, um, you know, eternal guard are a reasonable anvil. Um, a tree man, I think, is 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 a pretty good anvil. I still do like tree men. Of all the forest spirits, I like tree men the most. Yeah, and I think the tree man is probably the best anvil in the. They only in the fall book. down on having to compete with with uh, waywatchers for points. That's that's a big issue for yeah. them. I mean, the tree can. Um, I think also are reasonable ample, um, but but none of them are. There's no hammer, right? Right. All the hammer comes from wild riders, yeah. which means that every wood elf army you're going to see realistically is going to include a bunch of wild riders. Um, the sisters of the thorn are such a no-brainer bunker for a wizard that most wood elf armies you're going to see are going to have sisters of the thorn yeah. bunker, um, and so now we've got. Um, your wood elf armies have gone from being, you know, a mixed, like like my wood elf armies before were a mix of tree spirits. Oh, sorry, tree spirits. Um, they were they were infantry and they were cavalry. Yeah. Um, now it's going to be pretty much um, as much cavalry as you can fit in, plus whatever infantry you have to take in your in your core, or you're even going to have cavalry in your core. Um, and and you're just going to move around and avoid combat, and and that is kind of the 
the optimum. Exactly, optimum which is the worry building. that, you know, the lists are going to become too convergent upon this. And that's very much build. that's very much what what's happening already. And and so what you see is in the compacts um that that the units that encourage that kind of build, and I know we don't like comp here, but the units that encourage that kind of build get hit really hard. Exactly. Which means if you actually want to build an army that uses those lists in not that fashion, it's very difficult. Right. That's what I was saying, like Wood Elves is a very easy book to comp because it has like the standout choices and people who look at it are going to be like, oh yeah, comp that unit, that unit, that unit. And then Wood Elves are going to become way less competitive in a comped environment yep. than something like the other two elf races that have good options all across, across the, the board, board. Yeah. and are harder to comp. Well, I mean, if you look at it really, the, the only sort of one plus units in the game are the ones riding the stags. Mm -hmm. You know, everything else, I mean... Uh, arguably great eagles and way watchers but i mean your, your rare points you're really competing there and it depends on on your build i think way watchers are probably one plus as well um and yeah. so those three units are going to get are going to get comped hard yeah and we already saw that in the ofcc um you know we see it in swedish we see it in the etc you know uh and that's it and after that it's like i've got a bland army book right you know i don't have any cool customizations i can do most of my magic items are kind of dull, and I've got all the same lores except for you know maybe a little bit from all the other elves. I'm like, I've got the coolest looking elves, but the dullest book, and that's why I got really disappointed by the book. I mean, I love a lot of the individual units. Mm -hmm. um, I, so have you, have you been feeling less good about it? I've been feeling less good by? about it because to start with you were pretty excited. I mean, it's, but it was exciting to start with because so much was new. And there's a ton that's new. I mean, I I have still got a lot of mileage to play through. Yeah, it. sure. But I think part of what it is is you know I started looking at it more and more and going, there's none of these characters that excite me. You know, there's none of this that really gets my you know gets my creative juices flowing in mm -hmm. the same way and um that, that, that i think that i think more than anything else is what lets the book down you can say whatever you like about the um about the rules and about the units and and the balance and everything else but the lack of excitement that comes with it um, is I think what what has really let it down for which me. maybe means to to start getting excitement out of it again you have to step away from kind of min max and competitive play and just pick a theme that really interests yeah. you within the fluff of the book and just build an army towards that yeah that's really I mean I think the, the thing that kills um, people's passion for an army faster than anything else is competitive play you need to step away from that if you if you feel like you know the wood elves are your true passion and your favorite army don't stop playing competitively build a theme a couple themed armies but I think bad internal Dude. balance can also just kind of they kill can. that because yeah. I mean it makes the the highly themed list just you want it to well, at it least be it, able to be competitive yeah, to play it, with a bit. But you can also do themed lists in in fun play that are perfectly competitive. You know, I'm not sure it's the, friends, it's the competitive side of it that is really getting to me. I think it's more that um, it, it's the lack of uniqueness. Right. Okay. You know, um, the the Wild Riders are absolutely, you know, unique and interesting. Mm -hmm. And I like that. But none of the characters are. 
right? You know, the, some of the special characters are, but they're also, um, you know, so high in points that you're putting yourself at, at a disadvantage when you start playing them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to use them anyway. I've got the Draco model, you know. Um, I've got the sisters and so forth. Um, but uh, I guess what I would have liked to have seen is, um, you know, some sorts of builds that's that then allowed you look at look at high elves you look at dark elves i mean i was i was hoping for the same flexibility in lists that those armies seem to have yeah you know if you look at five high elf armies that all compete reasonably well in the tournament scene all five of them will be different yeah there'll be some core items but you know the 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 unit that they pick to put the banner of the world dragon on you know they're always going to take it but which unit they put it on that's going to vary yeah. right um, what type of wizards they're taking, that's going to vary a lot, right? You know? Yeah, those two books, you can definitely get a much broader range in, within competitive play. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I'm, I'm, overall, I'm, I'm very happy with the book bringing it up to sort of a more uh, competitive standard. Certainly you see a lot more wood elves out in the tournament mm -hmm. scene right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, lots of excitement about the army again. You know, it had kind of gone into the doldrums. Tons of people on the forums. Amazing new models. Cool models. Lots Let's of cool models. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, but uh, you know, I just it, it's 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 kind of killed my creativity a little bit, and so I'm taking a step away, and, and I'll come back to it in a, in a few weeks or months and mm -hmm. and, and reinvent it. A well, I'll say like you know when I got the dwarf book, um, that book re inspired me to play dwarves again which i always felt were just kind of blah and i just kind of bored with them um the book itself inspired me to play it this book didn't really do that for me yeah like i i agree um the thing it did inspire was the all shooting list yeah because i'm like <laughs> all of a sudden that thing that i imagined when i first envisioned a fantasy shooting army where you're turning the sky black with arrows, arrows and oh, we'll fight in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pointy shade. <laughs> you know. So that that becomes plausible with what they did in this list. But like you said, everything else kind of falls short. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's kind of funny because um, it it's a complete flip flop in my eyes from what the last edition was. The last edition. If you wanted to be competitive, you almost relied entirely on forest spirits. Yep. Um, Glade Guard and forest spirits. And, and my my whole Wood Elf army was winter-themed. They were all asleep. I had absolutely no forest spirits. It was a challenge to play. Under 8th edition, it was garbage. I couldn't even use it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure some better players could, but I couldn't. I just wasn't that skilled. Um, under you know 6th and 7th edition, I did okay with it. But... In this edition, it's a complete flip-flop. The elves become the shining star. The forest spirits have fallen flat again. Sure, you'll still take Dreamin. I think that um, they're still pretty strong in Treekin. I think you would, but the Dryads, which are still super amazing models, yeah, they're probably not going to see the field very much. Now, the, there's the masochist in me that's tempted to be like, well, now I'm going to have to take the challenge and do all, <laughs> all, all Forest Spirit no. Army. Yeah, I'm not going to have a good time. And then, yeah, you're right. I'm going to get to like moving around those blocks of dryads yeah. and be like, oh, uh, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It's just not worth it. So, um, especially since the only way you can get Shadow would be to take Trico with that list. Yeah. yeah. I think if you could take Shadow or um, Dark 
on one of the tree spirits, it would be it would be better. But so yeah, I think um, people who want to do the all forest spirit theme list, uh, do it, play with it if you want to. Don't expect to be highly competitive with it. But dryads aren't that bad. They do have their strengths, and you can fill the list with treekin and treemen still, and you'll do okay. But you're not going to do as well as you used to. Yep, for sure. Okay, um, last thing before we wrap up. Um, we have a few direct questions from, from folks on Twitter. I just want to um, quickly answer them. Everybody's kind of staring at me because it's approaching one in the morning. So <laughs> um, we'll try. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what non-forest themes could work for wood elves and not be absurd? Is charred dead forest plausible? What else? So this is kind of like a uh, definitely well, charred dead I forest. Think, for I sure. think any yeah. theme is possible because the way they wrote the fluff about each realm in in the forest being different, including the glades that are just wide open expanses. Or like you said, the hawks up in the mountains. Yep. Like anything's possible. Plus, they put the fluff in there where the roots of the uh, the world roots or whatever travel mm -hmm. to every corner of the world. You could do anything you want. I kind of like the idea of them popping up in like like charred forest, burning forest, like nasty, chaotic, like mutated forest because it's like they felt a disturbance in the world roots. Mm -hmm. Someone's like, "Oh shit, we got to go there and see what's going down," you know. Yeah, exactly. So and then they pop up. And yeah, a burned forest that would look really cool. Yeah, yeah. like if you I that mean, would that would rouse the spirits and the hills for, for sure. sure. Like, oh, you're burning us. <laughs> yeah, actually, speaking of the world roots, I mean, you could probably even do an underground kind of themed one that was all mm. roots and, and oh, yeah. you know, you're traveling along there or whatever. That'd be mm -hmm. kind of cool. That'd be cool. Okay. But, uh, don't don't do the charred theme for us just so you can primer them black and be done. Yeah. <laughs> Put some effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be your favorite storm of magic or monstrous arcana monsters to include with a wood elf army for fluff and or tactical prowess? I've already given my opinion on this and I'm sticking by it. Uh, Kadai Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Giant flame monster in the forest. I would probably do a big unit of the stags because i think in storm and magic you can take units of the stags that's right and i think a unit of stags and then you can put a stag character in there oh yeah can you do that can you join a character into the unit mm -hmm. that you bind well, yeah i think yeah you can yeah, yeah you can i yeah. think you can add you can add your characters to those units yeah because cool. they become effectively your unit okay so i think that I, that'd I, be pretty cool i don't could remember be wrong, actually, but, be yeah. wrong yeah. but I think even if you to, didn't, you know, charging those guys around with the all the impact. It'd just be stuff, fun. They're super fun. expensive. I think they're sixty-five points each. But yeah. you know, but you get all your supporting attacks from the back rank. They're basically monstrous cav. They just don't need riders because they're riders. so good on their own. They're better because you get their supporting attacks when they're not cavalry. So, so yeah, I think that would be my fluffy choice. Don't you? Do you? I don't remember. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Um, I think uh, for me, I would. Um, I would probably take the the uh, the what is it called the Greater Venom Dragon. Mm -hmm. um, I like that one in the Monstrous Arcanum, and you can make it. Of course, you can make it a Lore of Life spellcaster if you want to. Um, but I, I I I like the idea because it, it's just it it solves a ton of it's still themey. Um, it solves a ton of problems that the Wood Elves have in the same regard as the uh, Kadai Destroyer yeah. does. Except Kadai it's, Destroyer is just the perfect 
infantry blender that the Wood Elf Army yeah. could do with. Yeah, exactly. And the Venom Dragon can blend them pretty well as well. Not quite as well as the Kadai because the stupid everybody takes it. You can't just buy a mountain kind of You have to turn into one. Yeah, you have to turn into a mountain kind Yeah. Okay, uh, we got two, two to three more. Um, do you think there's any use for the Dryads in competitive play? No. No. I mean, can't see it. I would love to say yes and come up with some awesome plan right now. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how I'm going to use mine. I'm going to try them out in a competitive environment. I'm going to take a block of 16 and I'm going to put two mounted characters in the unit um, and to be able to kind of dart out and do other stuff with. I haven't exactly figured out the build yet. Mm -hmm. Why 16? I have 16 built. Um, and then when I put two mounted characters in, I'll have a block that's five wide and four deep. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know how I'm going to use it or how well it's going to work, but that's what I'm going to try. I'm probably going to try high magic and, and walk between worlds with it. I'm, I'm not sure. But Here's my way to use dryads competitively. Take them, model them with great weapons, proxy them as wildwood rangers, and say they just took their axes <laughs> off the rangers, <laughs> them with them, chase them out the wildwood. I, I still maintain that a horde of a horde of dryads um, standing in a venom thicket. Uh, well, Strika <laughs> casting Laura Shadow. But just, it's really it's just the I maneuverability. Just, yeah, yeah. Give them a musician option. I'll yeah. come back and rethink about it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't think they're good. Um, and I think stubborn. I think stubborn. most of the rest we. Uh, oh. Uh, True Flight or Hagbane or a mix. Um, mix. I think I said a mix is, is probably the right way to go. Um, really, it comes down to it comes down to they have two very different purposes. Mm -hmm. True Flight is, you know, number one primary purpose is chaff deletion. Hagbane primary purpose is monsters. Um, war and, machines. And, war and I machines, generally yeah. see chaff as well. Yeah, war machines are an issue. I generally see chaff as more of a problem than for this. Army I think that's true. Yeah, you need yeah. To, you um, need to control the movement phase with this army. So getting rid of chaff. Oh, wild rider charge is a decent solution to a monster. Most as monsters, well. yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I found that's rare points. Yeah. I found rare points to be very tight. Are eagles really that important to the list with all its other chaff options? Uh, no, I'm you could go with yes. Because oh. I really see that many other great chaff options in there. Well, you've got they're super good, but yeah. Yeah, you can take range or scouts. Scouts are sixty-five. Five. Um, units of five war dancers are seventy-five. Um, yeah, but they're not things that I. They can't fly. They're not yeah. things that I think I'm going to be able to use for like really nice redirection purposes. Yeah, yeah and they can't hide yeah. behind your big block and then pop out in front of it. Exactly. When you need them to, so. Yeah. Um, so the real trick is to play in tournaments that allow you to take scrolls of binding and then just bind a couple, <laughs> bind a couple of eagles in special. Actually, yeah, there we go. Let's <laughs> scroll of binding. There you more go. Eagles. Yeah, more, more <laughs> eagles. Uh, just a whole bunch of sing. Oh, you can only take two of each one. But definitely two single saber tusks, two single cold ones, which you can take just as single models with scrolls mm -hmm. of binding. Yeah. Just a whole bunch of redirectors. Just a million of them. It's the, and then take Laura Beasts. Yeah. <laughs> it's very themed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Fill your special with a bunch of little units of beasts, all different things, and Laura Beasts them forward. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Somebody do that, please. 
send us pictures. Okay. All right. I think that's all the questions. All the other ones um, we answered during the course of the conversation over the night. So on that shiny, happy note, I'm going to wrap this sucker up and call it done. Woo-hoo. And we will talk to you all again in two weeks' time. 